Blog Talk Radio.
praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <clears throat> we thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, mighty Lord, mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for this day, Lord. You allow us to serve you one more day, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You, King of glory. Hallelujah. King of King, Lord, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your mercy and love, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, because you are wonderful, God, Lord. Who is like thee, O Lord? And so we thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. I thank you for each one of my brothers and sisters, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that are with us, Lord, that are in prayer with us, Lord Jesus. Thank you, mighty Lord, mighty God. Hallelujah. Well, shalom, shalom, my brother, my sister. Welcome to the Lord Tower. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah for the opportunity to be here. Hallelujah. Revelation 4 is where I want to go. Hallelujah. It says in Revelation 4, chapter 1, verse 1, After this I look, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first boy which I heard was as it were a trumpet talking with me, saying, Come up hither, and I will show thee the things which must be done thereafter. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. This is when the bride of Christ gets taken out to heaven with Jesus Christ. The door is open. Praise you, God. And we know there was another time when the door was open, and it was when Jesus died on the cross. The door of heaven was open, and that's it's in Psalm 24. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 9. But I'm going to go ahead and start from verse, uh, verse uh, 1. Uh, the earth is, is, is the Lord, the fullness thereof, the world that they that dwell therein. For he hath found, found it upon the sea and established it upon the flood. Who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord, and who shall stand in his holy place? He that, that, clean, uh, that clean hands and pure of heart, he that is a clean hand and pure of heart, who hath not lifted up his soul into vanity, no sword <clears throat> deceitfully is to receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from God, his salvation. Such is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy faith, O God of Jacob. Salah, lift your head, O ye gay, be ye lifted up, ye everlasting door, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift out your head, O gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting door. The king of glory should come in. Praise your God. Now, those doors were open, hallelujah, for someone to come in in a natural body or in a glorified body, which was the Lord Jesus Christ. When he came down, he was, he was, his, he was uh, mostly spirit, praise your God, but as he was born through the Virgin Mary, and came to be born and obtain a body, thank you, Lord, that looks like he, he is. Praise you, Lord, marvelous and great. Now he has a glorified body. And those doors, praise you, God, was for those servants of God, for the Son of God. But he was the first out of the dead who entered just in the same manner that you and I will enter in the rapture. Brothers and sisters, Jesus entered through those doors, and those doors have to open wide open. So those doors will have to open wide open for the bride of Christ. Thank you, Lord. Those eternal doors, 
Praise the Lord. We'll have to open white, hallelujah, enough for the whole bride of Christ, for the whole body of Christ to go through it. Just at those doors, open finally for a son of God to enter through those doors in a glorified body. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. For this privilege, brothers and sisters, when Jesus, hallelujah, came out to heaven, David said that those eternal doors opened. Eternity now was available for the Son of God. Through his own son, he brought a whole son of family, sons and daughters, and now those eternal doors must open. Praise you, God, for the sons and daughters of God who are cleansed by the, by the blood of Jesus, who now, through Jesus Christ, has entered, can enter finally into eternity. Jesus came to give life, but it was not just life. He came to give eternal life. Hallelujah. Part, part with God. He came to make us part, to participate in eternity with God. He gave us eternal life only come through Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters. It cannot come, thank you, Lord, through anyone but Jesus Christ. This is the great privilege that now eternity is for the daughter and son of God. John 7, 3, 73, and this is the, the life eternal, that they may know thee, the only true God, in Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And then the, the young rich man asked Jesus, And behold, came one said unto him, Good master, what good thing should I do that I may have eternal life? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Eternal life was the question and the teaching of a rabbi, a greater rabbi, a great rabbi, our Lord Jesus Christ. That was part of his message to people. Praise you, God. And a lot of people have missed this message. You don't hear the prophet talking about this, uh, but Daniel said that his kingdom will be everlasting. Praise you, God. Because the, the, the talk of someone living for eternity, they would have to have a glorified body, just as God meant it right from the beginning. Adam and Eve were not made to last 120 years. Adam and Eve were not made to last 1,000 years. Adam and Eve were made to last an eternity with God. They lost eternity through the deceiving of the serpent, through the light of the serpent. They lost it through their own disobedience. Praise you, God. But God now, through his son Jesus, is offering humanity again, eternal life again. Praise you, God. The offer is, has been extended to anyone. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. The offer is extended for everyone who come to him. John three fifteen, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. It is in Jesus. It is offered for anyone who comes to him, anyone that comes and repent. Jesus, God wants to give them eternal life for him. Eternity is available to those that come to Jesus Christ, that comes to God through his son. Thank you, Lord. And we have to be grateful. We have to be grateful. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. And he that reapeth receiveth a wage and gather through unto, the, uh, unto, unto uh, life eternal, that both he that soweth 
and he that reapeth may rejoice together. When the Lord talks about eternal life, he talks about joy. Surely, letting everyone know that there will be a great joy when, when we go to etern eternity with him. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Search the scriptures, said Jesus, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and, that, that, and it is they which testify of me. So the word of God testifies that Jesus Christ wants to give everyone, his sons and daughters that comes to him, eternal life, a life without end. Thank you, Lord. A life without end. He wants to give everyone that comes to him. He don't want your life to end, but he wants your life to continue. Hallelujah. And then the, the teaching of Rabbi Jesus continues. Those who ate my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up in the last day. He will raise us up in the last day. He will rapture us in the last day. He will, he, he will bring the departing to us, or he will have us depart in the last day. It is his promise, a pre-rapture, a pre-tribulation rapture is what Jesus is offering. And in the same package of salvation that the Lord Jesus Christ is offering us, he's offering us eternal life. Praise you, God. The first part of the page of the package is life, and the second part is a continual eternal life. Don't get stuck in life. Continue to eternal life with Christ forever. Wants to be with him. Enjoy what he wants to give you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the word of eternal life. It is in his package. It is in his package of salvation, eternal life, brothers and sisters. He brought that together. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. It is in the package of salvation, eternal life. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. John 10, 28. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. In the same package of salvation comes eternal life from Christ. Thank you, Lord. What a great privilege. What a great blessing. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. You have got insurance, but your, your insurance can only cover you so much. But Jesus' insurance covers you to, through eternity. Praise you, God. Jesus Christ's insurance covers you through eternity. Man's insur insurance can only cover you so much. They can only cover you for a little, maybe a hundred thousand, a million, five million, maybe if you go extra. But Jesus Christ's insurance covers you beyond. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. His insurance is without ending, eternal insurance. He's given you and I in the same package of salvation, eternal insurance. Brothers and sisters, isn't him great? What a great God we have. Thank you, Lord. He that loves his life should lose it, and he that hates his life in this world should keep it unto eternal life. So if you hate your life, it doesn't mean God, he's going to take you with so much sorrow. <laughs> You're going to carry all your sorrow to eternity. No, that's not what it means when he says that he that hates his life uh, will keep it unto eternal. It's, it's not that he wants to take people with, with full of sorrow to eternity. No, he's talking about denying yourself to the desire of your flesh. 
of the things that are that, that makes you sin, that makes you and I sin. He is talking about us hating those things, walking away from things, not enjoying them and delighting ourselves into them, but walking away from them because we know they don't please God. We know that God is not ple not pleased by those things. They are things of the flesh. They are not of the spirit. And God prefers that we, or God wants, that we choose the things of, of, of the spirit and not the things of the flesh. Because the things of the flesh will lead us to death. Praise you, God. Will leave us always to disobedience and death. But the things of the spirit, brothers and sisters, will always leave us to life. In life eternally. Thank you, Lord. A life without any end. Thank you, Lord. But a life that will continue. John 72 uh, and thou hast given power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as those that has given him. So everyone that the Father said, hey, my son, why don't you go ahead and save all, this, all these people there? Praise you, God. Jesus wants to save them all. The Father wants him to save them all. Jesus wants to save them all. Jesus don't want you to give your life. No. He wants to give you eternal life. Where life, you have an ending. Hallelujah. A life, people will live certain years, eternal life has no ending. That's when you go on and on and on. Praise your God. Praise your Lord. And if you really if you really enjoy being in the presence of God and enjoy everything God has for you, eternal life will, will, will taste great for you. Thank you, Lord. Eternity will taste great. And that's what God wants you to have. Hallelujah. Eternal life. Not just a few years on this earth, and then you dying and perishing. No. Thank you, Lord. It's eternity with God. He wants to have you around forever. Isn't he great? Thank you, Lord. John 73. This is the eternal life that they might know thee. Praise you, God. He, he, he enjoy. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And the, when, uh, Act 13, 48, and the, when, the, when the Gentile heard this, they were very glad and glorified the, Lord, uh, glorified the word of the Lord. And as, as many as were ordained to eternal life believe. Thank you, Lord. And so as Peter and them showed them eternal life through the word of God, those people believed and they wanted it. Thank you, Lord. It's a, it's a life without end. Why would you reject eternal life when God is giving that to us for free through his son Jesus? That's what he's offering us. Eternal life through his son, a free gift of God. Thank you, Lord. Jesus came to give life, but it was not just life, abundant life, life without end, eternal. Thank you, Lord. He is so great. Romans 2, 7, to those who have by patience continual and well-doing to seek the glory and honor and the immortality of eternal life. Paul preached this same message to his generation. To the people in Rome, he told them the same message of Jesus Christ. The life was in Jesus. The offer of salvation was there. And the eternal life was there in the same package. You receive both in one package, life and eternal life. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Life without end, eternal life without end. Thank you, Lord. Romans 5, 21, in a sin that have reigned unto death, even so my grace reigned through the righteousness into eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you, Lord. It came by grace. Salvation came by grace. Eternal life also came by grace. 
praise you God, and he wants you to enjoy that forever. He wants you to go to eternity, praise you God, and continue forever, and maybe later on have your own planet. Praise you God. Thank you, Lord. And if you like cornfield and your own planet have an end, a cornfield without any end, praise you God. Have everything you want in eternity because eternity has no end. Brothers and sisters, I ran, I would say, for almost half an hour in eternity at the speed of thought. Father God allowed me to run, and I tell you, I ran and I ran and I ran until I said, no, this is, this is too much. And Father God brought me back in a second or less. I was running at the speed of thought, brothers and sisters. Light cannot even come close to me in eternity. And he just brought me back close to his throne in less than a second. His power, it's like this thing is not even there for him. That's how Father God is. This thing he created. Planning, he created. Eternity, he created. He created all. And everything to him is like not even there. And we're like, whoa. I was like, wow, this plan of eternity is, is big. It's huge. You know, if I'm sure that if I ran half of the speed that I was going through, I would have, if the earth, the, the measurement of the earth, what is it, you are 6,000 mile radius around it? I think I ran so many earths around, my goodness. So many earth I, I left be I would have left behind Mars I would have left Mars behind all those planets Pluto Saturn all of them they would have been nothing to me our galaxy would have been like I don't know so little to me to run at that speed that I was going in that planet of eternity still I had a long way to go I don't know still how many hours or days or months or years thank you Lord and I tell you it was such a great privilege He's given me brothers and sisters to be running at such speed in eternity, brothers and sisters. But Father God wanted me to come back and tell people about it. That's, that was the whole idea why. To show me that it's real and it's true, it's there, it's available, it's ahead of us, because God is ahead of us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And they are just waiting for us to get there. And God has a day for the trumpet to be sound, but only Father God knows the day. And when that trumpet sounds, brothers and sisters, we are going to heaven. And we're going to heaven. And then we have a mission to come down after seven years down to the millennium. But some of us are not coming down to the millennium. Thank you, Lord, for a thousand years. Some of us are coming for 200 or less or more. Whatever God's plan for you is, you continue to seek God. You continue to be faithful to God. Hallelujah. You continue to repent. You continue to come close with God. You don't worry about a thing. Praise you, God. You give God all your worry and concern, and you let God help you. You continue to ask Jesus for help. No matter if you are in the third heaven of God, beautiful place, beautiful planet. It don't matter if you are in eternity. You can still call Jesus for help. You can still say, Lord, help me. You can still cry out to him for help. And he will be right there. Shalom, Sister Carla. He will be right there for you. Thank you, Lord. Because he loves his children. And he said he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And he said his Holy Spirit will be with us forever. That he may dwell in you forever, he said. So the Holy Spirit will be in us through eternity, through the millennium, eternity. Praise you, God. He will never leave us. Jesus will never leave us. Thank you, Lord. It will all be so great, 
so fantastic. This eternal life, thank you, Lord, that God has given us through his son Jesus. It's so awesome, brothers and sisters. Right now, we kind of have to wait. We kind of have to just be patient and wait on the Lord because God, praise you, Lord, has a plan with all this. Sometimes we get um, um, uh, uh, anxious and we, we just want to leave. Praise you, God. But God wants us to trust him, continue to trust his son. His son has all power in heaven and on earth. He's running this earth. He has all power down here, not the devil, but Jesus. Praise you, God. He has shown this to me in so many ways for me to understand. Praise you, God, for me to have peace and don't worry. Sometimes I get a bit concerned, and he let me know I don't need to worry. He's in control. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Brothers and sisters, he is in total control. Total control. Even the demon asking for permission to do things down here. Thank you, Lord. But God is with us, has not left us, never forsaken us, brothers and sisters. He is closer to us than what we think. Thank you, Lord. Revelation 4.2, And immediately I was ravished in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one set upon the throne, and he that said was, was to look upon, he that said was to look upon, Jesus, when he said, everyone look upon him. All I was on him. Like unto jasper stone and sardine, and there was rainbow run about the throne, inside like to an emerald, and run about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the sea I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed with white raiment, and had on their head crown of gold. Man, they look beautiful, 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 beautiful elders. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. And out of the throne proceeding lightning, thundering, and voice, and there were seven lamps burning before the throne, which are the seven spirit of God. I've seen this, brothers and sisters. I've seen the lightning, the thundering coming out of the throne, Jesus Christ. And I tell you, it's powerful. The Lord is just there in his throne. And all this thundering, all this lightning, brothers and sisters, more than, than any raining, showering day over here, with that lightning going on. i never seen thundering right on my face, brothers and sisters, like I saw on the throne of Jesus Christ. Those thundering, you know, you hear thundering here in the cloud, and sometimes all the car's alarm go, go, goes off when those thundering come so strong. And you feel like the earth, it's, it's just nothing to them. Well, imagine that more than a thousand times in your face. Those lightning and those thundering going on right in front of your eyes, right in front of your face. You cannot avoid the, the noise they make. Power that engulfs in those thundering. The millions of voltage going when those thundering sound. But that's what comes out of the throne of Jesus Christ all the time. This is, this is normal stuff in heaven. This is normal stuff. And I'm there standing, looking to, to, to the throne of Jesus. And I know they're not going to kill me. I know. Praise your God. In the moment, you kind of want to run away. <laughs> but not. But not. I, I knew. I knew. Though he slay me, though he slay me, said Job, I know I will live. Praise your God. And so 
I tell you, I was there, and when those thundering was going on, brothers and sisters, it, it was so powerful, like nuclear weapon going off at the same time. And I'm, and, I, and it just, it's like they go through you. Praise you, God. In the lightning, my goodness, millions of bolts of electricity going off right in front of you. Boom, 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 boom. In the lightning, the power, the light is, is so powerful. But you know, this is the throne of God. This is the throne of Jesus. Hallelujah. And, and although they're going on all the time, this is the power of God being manifested in heaven. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. And when he comes back, oh, man, he's going to defeat the devil where he's coming. Imagine how powerful Jesus is when he comes in his glory. That's why Matthew 24 says that when the Son of Man comes in his glory, oh, man, Oh, man, I hope people don't, don't see him in sin. Shalom there, Brother Anthony. I hope people don't have an encounter with Christ and his glory in sin. Praise to God, because they're going to feel consumed at the same time. His power, his glory is so much to be able to deal with if you're not repenting. We need to be in repenting, brothers and sisters. I'm telling you, we need to be in repenting. It's just so much. His power, it is incredible. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. And when I saw that, you just want to come back to her and tell everyone. But then you notice, well, a lot of people are still walking in, in doubt and unbelief. Let me tell you what happened to me a couple of days ago. I was in repenting with the Lord, and I noticed that I was having trouble believing certain things out of the Word. And I said, what is going on here? Praise you, God. And then I'm praying in the morning, and, and, I'm, and I'm really having a, a tough time praying. It was so hard, and I was having trouble believing certain things out of the Word of God. And then, Lord, what is this? What is this? I'm believing me. Praise you, God. But I continue to repent the curse, the generational curse. That's all the Lord was leading me to, repenting the generational curse of unbelief, brothers and sisters. And as I was repenting that generational curse of unbelief, I just kept repenting that generational curse from through my father's side, my mother's side, from first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, sixth, sixth seventh generation back to Adam and Eve. And I tell you this, as I kept repenting that and kept telling God that I was repenting, that I was taking full responsibility. I don't know how long I was repenting it for, but I tell you, I felt that unbelief come out of me, brother and sister, like a Niagara Fall. So much unbelief was coming out of me that I was stunned. But why? Why so much unbelief in us? Because it's in the air, like the Lord told me. It's in the air we breathe. Sometimes, don't you feel like you question the word? Sometimes, don't you feel like you question what's coming? That's unbelief in your life. You need to take the time, brothers and sisters, to repent unbelief. Doubt, pride, doubt, and unbelief. But you need to take it serious. You need to take it so serious, like if your life depended on that. And our relationship with the Lord depends on us repenting these things. Because when this stuff came out of me, all this garbage of the world, of the devil, of the pit of hell, of the air, brothers and sisters, my faith was like so clear. I could believe anything the Word of God says. And I don't have no doubt, no unbelief in me. Pure faith, brothers and sisters. And when I, was re when I was repenting, I felt Jesus pouring out on me so much of him. 
so much of his anointing that I was like, oh, my Lord. And I was repenting to the Lord. And I was, as I was repenting to the Lord, he was so clear to me. His presence, it was so clear. The Father, it was so clear. The whole. So the Holy Spirit was so clear. My conversation was so clear after all that unbelief came out of me. And I said, oh, my goodness. If we know what is haunting us every day through the air we breathe and everything else, it is just so much, so much. And I haven't, I haven't done this for months. Repent my unbelief like that. I repent now in unbelief, but not really taking it to the core of a, as a generational curse. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm telling you, yes, you can fast about it. It's powerful. When the Lord takes this garbage out of you, you'll be like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Because, see, one of the things is that some days I'm talking to the Lord, and he's talking to me, and I can hear him so clear. So clear that I've done so, much, so many hours of repenting. Praise God. So many hours of prayer. But some other days, I'm struggling in prayer. I'm an hour or two in prayer, and I feel like I can no more. Sometimes I just want to say to the Lord, Lord, I can, I can, I can. There's been times where the Lord has to take over and help me because I'm struggling. I'm struggling in my prayer. Praise you, God. It is this garbage of, of unbelief, brothers and sisters. This garbage of unbelief, it is just so much. So much garbage that the devil wants to to bring to our life. And we need to learn to repent those things. Praise to God. I remember when 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 uh the father revealed to Brother Larry so nonsense, uh foolishness and nonsense. And he said, Brother Larry, start repenting foolishness and nonsense right now for a few minutes. And I was on the phone with him and I started repenting foolishness and nonsense. And nonsense of the enemy. And I said, Lord, I'm so sorry for all foolishness and nonsense of the enemy. Lord Jesus, I repent right now. I repent right now. Lord Jesus, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Lord, I take full responsibility for all foolishness and nonsense of the enemy. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, Jesus. And I started repenting this stuff. And I tell you, my goodness, I felt the Lord taking this stuff out of me. And I said, oh, my goodness. There's so much foolishness and nonsense he likes to throw on people's mind to keep their mind wandering, wandering, and wandering. Because if you're not walking by faith, everything else is a sin. Are you listening? Are you listening? If you and I are not walking by faith like the Word of God says, everything else is sin. We're walking in doubt. We're walking in unbelief. We're walking in the garbage of the of the devil. That's what we're walking with, brothers and sisters. And we don't realize that. We were born in this world, in this messed up world, people say. But when do we take responsibility for our action, for our sin? When? We keep blaming the system that we were born in, the troublesome family that we were born in, some people say. We keep blaming others, but when do we take responsibility? That's the foolishness and nonsense of Satan. He loved to keep people for years of their life, for most of their life, 80, 20, 40, 50 years, in foolishness and nonsense, blaming God for everything. Not repenting. 
Because repenting means you taking responsibility for your action. Oh, but the devil don't want you to go there. He don't want you to go there. Because when you take responsibility before God for your action, and you repent to Jesus, now you're entering. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. You're entering a relationship. You're entering a relationship. Because now you're taking responsibility. Now you're pleasing God. Don't you understand that the word of God said that without faith, no one can please God? That he that cometh to the Lord might not, might know that he's a, a rewarder of them, that then you leave what? That then you seek him. Praise you, God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that daily seek him, that continually seek him. Praise God. The devil don't want you to, for you to continually seek the Lord, seek God, because there are great things to those that seek God. There are mighty things that are going to happen in their life if they commit in their relationship with God. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. You know how much you're growing your relationship with God when you take responsibility, when you believe, when you repent of this nonsense and foolishness of the devil, and you commit your life to God? That's why in churches, the devil wants entertainment. Not teaching, not revelation, but entertainment. And that's why to most of the churches you go, they got entertainment, and they hardly have the word. You don't hear the message of repenting anymore. Because as long as they are entertaining people, that it's okay with the devil. It's not okay with God. How many of the leaders are checking with God? It's what they're preaching is of God. Oh, oh, oh. How many? Well, we should be checking with the Lord about our message. If our message is his message. Or if we're bringing his message to his people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Brothers and sisters, it has to be his message. As long as the churches continue to receive our message, but not the message of the Lord, things are not going to be in the will of God, as God wants us to be. God has a plan for you and I. He has an eternal plan put together before this earth was, before we were born in our mother's womb. Father God already had a plan for you and I. What he wants to give us, his plan. His plan is perfect. There's nothing wrong about his plan. Absolutely nothing wrong. What will he have with what he has in store for us? Shalom, Sister Carla. Shalom, Brother LB. God bless you. God bless you, sister. Go ahead and share. Okay. Um, shalom, brothers and sisters. God bless you. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. Um, the Lord spoke to me last night. And um, I'd like to share this with you. I was going to wait till Wednesday, but 
I I just you know I will share it on Wednesday too, but I would like to I would like to do it tonight too. The Lord came here, brothers and sisters, and He sat down, like He like you know He usually does, on my share. And um, He was letting me know something. He said, uh, "Daughter, He was showing me first. He started showing me uh, the Jewish, okay." Um, when they first, since Moses, you know, all this time that they have suffered. And um, uh, then he told me, you know, uh, they they suffer since, uh, uh, you know, Moses' time, a, a, a lot, a lot of years, um, the Holocaust, you know, the Hitler, the Romans, and, um, you know, and they're still suffering, right? And, uh, and so he was letting me know that, and, and I said, Lord, um, that hurts you. It's your people. And he said, yes. And he said, but you know what it, what it hurts me more is when people... People don't don't want me, daughter. People reject me. They have rejected me since I came here, since I came, and I gave my life to uh, everyone. And um, I gave my life for humanity. And I I suffer for them, so they could be safe. And uh, I was looking at him, and, uh, you know, the Lord looked sad. He was sad last night, brothers and sisters. And he said, you know, like when you're watching a video, daughter, you know that there is that uh, skip thing that you you click to skip the commercial. I said, yes, Lord. That's exactly what they do to me. I, get, I send uh, messengers. I try to talk to them. I try to embrace with them. I try to send, uh, you know, speak to them through people, through my servants, through, through my prophets. And I keep sending messages to them. But they ignore me. They ignore me, and they they just don't want nothing to do with me. They give they give me their backs. I was, you know, listening, and this was really hurting me because the Lord was, you know, he was hurt and, you know, sad. I said, Lord, I am so sorry. I'm sorry, Lord. And he said, Daughter, um, it makes me it makes me happy when they repent. Based on what Brother Elby was saying, you know, repenting, repenting, praying um, from our, our unbelief. And I said, Lord, even I fail you. I repent, Lord. I'm really sorry. I don't want to hurt you. 
Help me out, Jesus. Help me out. I was saying, help me with my, with this flesh. This flesh is weak. And he was, you know, moving his head, saying yes. And then, while he was telling me that people reject him, he said, you know, daughter, that Everyone in this earth is my daughter and my son. Everyone. That's something. That was something for me to learn. And uh, and he said, everyone is my son and my daughter. It's just that they take it different ways. You know, they they pick a, a, a they go to a pastor or or they believe other things. You know, and 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 on and on and on. People worshiping idols and you know, and other gods. But that's what they choose. But God was letting me know that everyone is His children's, His child on this earth. He created earth. He created human beings. But then, you know. When we die, we choose what we did on earth, what we chose on earth. And then he said, you know, daughter, while I send messages and I try to talk to them because I would like to give them opportunities, my plans, I would like to embrace with them. But then when they go to hell, he says, that's when they cry for mercy. That's when, you know, they they need me there. They want me there. And I go. I You know, when I go to hell and I look at them, tell them, I give you a chance after a chance. I'm sorry. He says this to them. I give you a chance after a chance. But you rejected me. Everyone, everyone, uh, 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 Sister Marietta, this is for everybody. It's for the whole world. Okay, Jesus was talking in general. Um, that's when they want, they want me and they scream and they ask for, they beg me for another opportunity when they are in hell. They ask me for one second and one minute to come back to earth. And you know what I tell them, daughter? It's too late. You had your chance. I am sorry. And then when I say that, you know, they blas- blaspheme me. They, they say, you know, bad words. On earth, I remember he was telling me this too. He was letting me know before he was talking about hell. He told me. People sin, daughter, and they sin and they sin and they just don't repent. They say bad words. They they judge. They uh, they commit of uh, adultery. 
They fornicate. They lie. They commit murder. They kill each other. They're homosexuals. He was letting me know all of all of this. And then, but then he said, when they go to hell, they ask for my, they, they call me. They ask for me. They call my name. And I show them, I show them everything what they have done on earth. And the times when I gave them opportunity after another opportunity, a chance after chance, and I just, I showed them that. And it was so sad for the Lord because the Lord, when he was telling me, he was sad. And I said, Lord, I, that, that was even, you know, I felt in, 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 in so many times because we sin, brothers and sisters, we sin every day. That, was, that message was for me, too. I said, Lord, I am really sorry. I kneeled down. I said, I'm sorry. I, I repent. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. Lord, I don't want to make you sad. I don't want to hurt you. I love you, Jesus. I cannot live without you. People that don't want you, Lord, I, I want you, Jesus. I want to be with you. I want more of you. And please, Father, I said, and this is for all of you, brothers and sisters, that how to pray, you know, how to tell Jesus this. This goes, you know, this is for all of us. The same thing when I was telling this to the Lord, he was he was um, smiling and looking at it. My, my daughter said that he was looking straight at me. And I said, Lord, I cannot live without you. You mean a lot to me, my Lord. And then while I was saying that, he was still talking. And he said, daughter, the entire world is contaminated. There's so much sin here. This is why, brothers and sisters, you know, we sometimes have some thoughts, unbelief, and we've got to repent. Because he says that even the air, everything is so contaminated by sin because of man and also demons have contaminated the whole planet earth he said that there's barely there's only a little bit of a light and that light is because of him because of the holy spirit and jesus keeps that light on i try to keep that light on and i leave that light on he says and the Lord is doing so much. Today he told me that he was going to be doing so much on earth. So this message is for for all of us, brothers and sisters, so we can come to the Lord and repent because we're hurting, we're hurting Jesus when we sin. And um, I was, you know, I was talking to him. I said, Lord, Father God, I said, Father God is is angry, right, Lord? I, I am so sorry. And, and you know, the Lord was, he was, um, he was silent. 
And I and I said, Lord, um, this is it's bad, Lord. It's 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 horrible. I, I I'm just thinking about you know you that this hurt you. Please have mercy. Forgive the the everyone, the entire world. Forgive them, Lord. And the Lord keeps on having mercy and mercy and mercy, brothers and sisters. Not fair. You know, to keep doing this to the Lord. And Father God, that's why Father God is angry. Because they see, you know, that he sees, excuse me, he, he, he keeps on seeing since Jesus came to earth. How many times, you know, they hurt his son. His son. His only son. I cry. When Jesus was telling me all this, I cried and I repented. And I even repented to the Father God. Father God, you know, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. How many times, you know, this has been happening, brothers and sisters, that just listen to that, that Jesus, since he came to earth, they rejected him. They hid him. They, they, they spat on his face. And it just doesn't stop. And look at what they did to the Jewish. He was letting me know how the Jewish got killed. Everything. They put the Jewish in ovens, you know, that when Hitler was on, you know, on earth, they burned him up alive. They, they cooked him in the stoves and everything. He was letting me know all the tragedy that they have suffered. He told me, he was telling me when he was, um, when 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 they put you know uh, Moses on the little basket on the river, he told me I was by his side, daughter. I was next to him, taking care of him. It really touched my heart. It really did, and I and I still, I'm still sad about it. And then you know. Um, after that, you know, Jewish keep suffering and, 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 and just for, it's been for how long? We got to pray for the peace of uh, Israel. And I said, Lord, why is it so much hate? Why is it that they have hurt your people so many years? Is it because, Lord, is it because of Satan they have hated him so much? He said, yes. Because he hates them. You know why? Because God is going to reign in Israel. He's going to live there. And that's going to be for eternity. And he's going to give us a new earth and a new, a new heaven. And so this is why, you know, Satan and demons hate this. They hate Jewish. And they have hated, uh, you know, Jesus. And they trick, they trick humanity to hate, to kill, to commit sin. And this is why, you know, they ended up going to hell. 
So this is, I, 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 I wanted to share this, brothers and sisters. I, I want to have Brother Aldi talk again. He's preaching. Uh, and I, I will go ahead and share again on, on Wednesday uh, for people that, you know, that are not here. Um, anyway, so I, I, I do have a message for for Wednesday that the Lord would like to share, uh, would like me to share the message. I'm gonna be talking about the uh, um, about the res- resurrection uh, body, and and it's and it's all all for Jesus. He liked that message, and I'm working on it. I'm 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 here with you know. The Lord's gonna help me out, and uh, brothers and sisters, I you know I love you. Please just stay close to Jesus. Keep on praying. Don't give up. Don't give up. Praying, you know, the more you pray, the more you pray, and the more you fast, brothers and sisters, you help Jesus, you help the Holy Spirit, and you help God. A lot of people need help. A lot of people, brothers and sisters. This world is contaminated, and we're going to go home. We're going to heaven. I'm telling you, just stay close to Jesus right now and ask Father God to forgive you. Ask Jesus to forgive you. Repent from your unbelief and repent from your sins. I'm doing that, brothers and sisters, and and I just don't stop. Every time I can think about it, I just, you know, I do it because we need it, and and we make Jesus happy. We make the Holy Spirit uh, pleased. We make God happy and pleased, and and that's what we want. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Go ahead, brother. Amen. Thank you, Sister Carla, for that word of encouragement. To all of us, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. What a word. Praise you, Lord. The Lord wants us to be ready for him, for his coming. That is going to be soon. Thank you, Lord. I keep I keep hearing my, in my dream that he's coming soon. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's like a reminder. Before I wake up, I hear that he's coming soon. Thank you, Lord, just for us to be ready. Jesus said in Matthew twelve forty four, Jonah, three days and three nights in the well belly. So shall the Son of Man be three nights and three, three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Where does hell lie in the heart of the earth? In the middle of the earth, so another Bible translation say. That's where hell is. Hell is not too far from where we are. It's only a few, a few hundred or thousand miles away from us. Brothers and sisters, I don't know if you have heard that audio out of the Russian scientists that um, we were able to make a hole through some part in, in, in Russia, which uh, people have heard voices for years, I believe that's the same part, which hell is on, somehow so, to some part of, of Russia, hell is very close to, or some part of hell end up to be very close out of that part of Russia. And they made a hole through it with a machine, and put a microphone through it, and they recorded voices, voices that I wish I had them now. I, I have played them around over two years ago, those voices, uh, and I tell you, these voices are real. They, they sounds like demonic voices, but also like human beings crying out for help, okay? I'm telling you, they are crying out for help out of hell for someone to help them. And the scientists that was working on this project, 
that heard that voice, that both voices of women and men screaming, okay, is very scary stuff. They abandoned the project. They ran. And one of those scientists that, that one of the engineering that, that, that was working on that project and had the recording, uh, I don't know how, how soon after he decided to release it because they have abandoned the project, all the science, and they didn't want to. It was like they had an awakening to believe that hell is real, and they didn't want to deal with it anymore. Okay? And it was released, and they finally, someone put it on YouTube. I don't know if it's still available on YouTube, but I, I would like to download it and play it here. I'm telling you, they are real. They are scary stuff. I remember the first time I played on the Lord Tower back in 2012. It scared people to the width. They, they were scared. People were like, please don't play that anymore on the Lord Tower. Because you can actually hear people screaming out of hell. They are screaming. They are being tormented. They are real. The hair on your arm are going to stand when you hear this. It is very real stuff, I'm telling you. And I play here on the Lord Tower, and people are like, oh, my goodness, Brother Elby, where do you got this stuff? It is online. And, and they are real. You can actually hear people screaming to the top of the lawn, uh, just screaming for help, screaming for help. You can hear women. You can hear men screaming. And it's like you can hear the, the – uh, someone is posting it right there. I'm not sure if that's the one. Okay. Praise your God. But I, I, I will have it ready for sure. I will download it and play it here. I hope it's the same one. Um, it, it really it helps people to be awakened to the reality of hell. It really does. And, and so I tell you, a lot of people take this uh, as a joke. Jesus went to the bottom part of hell to release a spirit that were locked up that it talks about in Peter. Praise the Lord. I'm going to upload this audio, but I'm not sure if it is the same audio that uh, we were talking about, but this stuff is real, brothers and sisters. It it, it, it really happened, and I'm telling you, the people that, that, that worked on this were so scared that they abandoned the project right away. They were convinced, not by man, but I believe it was by God that this is real. Hell is real. Praise to God. I'm going to go ahead and play this audio. I'm not sure this is the original one. We play the original audio, and it scares people so much. Praise to Lord. It might be this one. Amen. You, you can judge for yourself if this stuff is real. It's really scary stuff to the people that never heard them before. Thank you, Lord. Praise to God. And so um, I don't know if it's the one I I uploaded. Um, praise the Lord! A, a, a few years, a couple of years ago, now three years ago. Praise the God! We've been on the air more. Let me play this one and see.
come out. Now, I've got a clean copy of it now, and uh, I warn you, uh, this could scare you. Here's the email. Dear Art Bell, I just recently began listening to your radio show and could not believe it when you talked about the sounds from hell tonight. My uncle had told me this story a couple of years ago, and I didn't believe him. Like one of your listeners who discounted the story as nothing more than just a religious newspaper-fabricated account. The story about the digging, the hearing of the sounds from hell is very real. It did occur in Siberia. My uncle collected videos and so forth on the paranormal, supernatural. He passed away fairly recently. But he would have loved your show. He let me listen to one of the audio tapes that he had on the sounds from hell in Siberia, and I copied it. He received his copy from a friend who worked at the BBC. It took me a while to find it tonight, but attached is that sound from my uncle's tapes. It's not the greatest quality, but the sounds are there. I was very hesitant to send you this, as the sound bothers me to listen to. I'd suggest that if you do play it on the program, warn listeners in advance so they may have the option of turning the radio off for 30 seconds while it plays. It has always haunted me. To those who discounted the Siberia sounds from Hell's story, it is true, and I, for one, wish it wasn't. Rick, listening from Chicago. And so I submit now the cleaned... Uh, a better copy to you, and uh, I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. much more there is. So, uh, I'm telling you, last time I had it, it was, I magnified the voice so you can hear it more clear. And you can actually hear women screaming to the top of the lens so much clear. I can take it and really make it sound even better. Praise to God. So you can hear the voice of the people actually yelling to the top of the lung. Um they want to be out of there. They don't want to be there a second more. They actually, they're being tormented. 
horribly by the demon, and you can actually hear the demon that is tormenting them, like laughing and mocking them, and oh man, hell was so horrible, so horrible, because they want to be out of there, and if they were Christian, they knew the Lord, and their souls are lost, it, it's really, oh man, tormenting to them, praise your God, it's really tormenting, and no, no demon on earth wants to hear that, praise your God, praise your Lord, they don't want to hear that, because it's a reminder of where they're going to soon. Father God is so angry that he's going to throw all demons in there. Praise you, God. The judgment of God is going to come. Thank you, Lord. And those that listen, that really listen to to, to deceitful message and that are partake, partaker of the deceitment, man, it's going to be hard for them. Praise you, God. I, I, I was telling, I've been telling people this revelation of the Lord the other day. A few days ago, when I seen Jesus, and I was taken to there, um, I don't know if it's Singapore or Germany, where they have this CERN thing, and I could see the CERN sign in front of it, and, and my goodness, I tell you, uh, and Jesus was standing right there, and Father God was speaking, and he was telling me that this, this machine they have made, okay, this machine, he's going to punish them through this machine, this invention they made. To release these demons, he's going to allow that to happen, to torment to them. And I and I could, I can see, I can hear the demon talking to the science of the people. There are some of them that are communicating with these demons, that are telling them exactly how to build the machine, uh, what kind of part to put in it, what kind of things to put in it, to manipulate the 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 light, the the speed of light, to manipulate uh, 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 the 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 um. I forgot the word that they use. The manipulation uh, of this fourth field that comes out of hell, that, that is connected with the pit of hell, they, they, they know already how to manipulate, how to weaken, the, how to weaken this, this uh, uh, over a million in force, a force field, uh, over a million point two. That's why the first machine burned out as they tried to reach the, the strength of the fourth field. And, and, and that's why... It, it, it just burn out. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, that's the good one. And it just burn out in such a way that that they have to really put up more millions of dollars to to strand the machine so they can manipulate it again and try to weaken the force field that is holding these demons back. They know exactly where it is. They know exactly how to manipulate it. They know how connected it is, how strong it is, and the demons are telling them how to do this. And Father God says that he's going to allow them to release these demons. They're trying to make some kind of hole, some kind of door to release these demons. And Father God was saying, I'm going to allow them to do this. I'm going, so I will punish them through the same invention they are made. I will punish them through that as they release the demon. And, 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 and in that very second, Father was speaking to me. And the Lord was saying, was kept saying to the Father, Father, have mercy. Jesus kept looking up to the Father. I could not see the Father. I could only hear his loud and powerful voice. And Jesus, and Jesus kept saying to the Father, Father, have mercy. He looked up and said, Father, have mercy. I could see the face of Jesus, how, 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 he, how angry he knows Father God is. And he could see the Father God's face, but I could not see Father God. But I could see clearly Jesus standing in front of me. Telling the Father to please have mercy. And Father God just kept speaking with such an angry and powerful voice. 
say, I'm going to punish them. I'm going to punish them, he kept saying. And, and I'm going to punish them through this invention they made. This is what they want to do. This is their choice. I'm going to punish them through this. And in and, and that very second, as Father was speaking to me, he took me into right when the demons that finally were able to open the, the door for the demon. And I saw when the demon just came out. And the demon looked so horrible, looked so strong at the same time, like a 17. The one I saw was like 9 feet and 17 feet tall demon that were able to finally come out. And the demon immediately looked at the scientists and all of them, they concerned. And the demon was like laughing, like, oh, man, I trick you. I got you. Because the devil is a deceiver. That's what the devil does. He loves to deceive people. He loves to lie. That's in the testimony of people that gone to hell, when they see these witches that have served faithfully Satan on earth and have murdered babies and killed babies and shed the blood for Satan and all that, Satan used to tell them how much he cared for them. He used to give them all kinds of money and, and everything. And now that they are in, 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 in hell, in, in, in this testimony of the sister, the, the witch was saying to Satan, why am I being tormented here? You promised me that I will be in your kingdom. You promised me that I will be part of your kingdom and that I will enjoy and have a kingdom with you. And Satan will tell him, hey, didn't you hear the word of, of him? that said that I'm, I'm the father of all lies. Why do you believe me? Didn't you hear the message up there on earth that I'm the father of all lies, that no one should believe me or trust me, and you believe me and trust me, and Satan will have this evil laugh in his face. He will be laughing at the witch, and, the, and, and he will keep tor tormenting the witch. And the witch said, you said that I will be part of your throne. You said you were going to give me all these things, and you gave me money, and you gave me fame. And you had all these people come to me, and, and I kill for you. I kill baby for you. I kill people for you. And Satan will keep laughing. Yes, 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 you did. You did my evil. You did what I love to do. And he just, and some of the witches are in cell, a fire being tormented. with such a torment on them. And they keep crying to Satan for help. And Satan keep laughing with an evil laugh, saying, I got you here. That's the, this, he is where I wanted you to be. Uh, and when they keep saying, where is the king on your promise house? And he keep, Don't you hear I'm the father of all lies? He keeps telling them. Didn't you hear that I'm the father of all lies? Why do you believe me? Why didn't you hear to those preachers that were telling you the truth? And the witches are just crying, crying and, and to the top of their lawn, telling Satan all the promise he gave them when they were in a human body on earth. But that's, that's what Satan does. He lied. He loved to lie. That's what these demons love to do. And that's what these demons, through speaking to these scientists and CERN, they're telling them lie, and they're believing them. They're telling them that if they if they release them out of there, they're giving them they're giving them more power to rule the earth. They're giving power to to over over the weather, power over things that the man wants to have, power over government, power over over the earth, and they're believing them. They're believing them because of the secret they're revealing to them. They are revealing secret to them that the scientists can put it in action and see that they work. And so now they're starting to trust those demons. They have built a trust over the years and since the 50 and 60. And so because they have built a, a trust with them, that's why they are helping them to get out of there. Because they're thinking that when those demons get out of there, they're going to work together with them. And because they are so powerful, they're going to accomplish them. To, they're going to help them to accomplish some more. Maybe win battle, win war, bring... Uh, uh, win so many things or get gold or whatever. But they're, they're simply lying to them. They're deceiving them. And then the moment they're out of there, the only thing they're going to do that they love to do is kill, steal, and destroy. 
That's what the thief came for. Kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus came that made that they may have life and have it abundantly. And when they get out of here, God was showing me. I saw immediately they were mur murdering people, killing people without any mercy. People will scream, and they won't care to tear them up in pieces, to break off their arms, to break off their leg. And people in such a pain crying out, and these demons just continue person after person tormenting them. And I could hear their thoughts, let's continue to torment and kill them. And they just went on and kept on. And Father God, I'm going to torment them through them. I'm going to allow them to release them. And that was the beginning. The bride of Christ was already in heaven. <laughs> At this time, people, everyone were already in heaven. The bride of Christ was not around this mess that is coming. It is all for the tribulation. And I remember one night in the tribulation, I had all the trip Father God had taken me before this. I saw all these demons, like in the movie, The Remaining, that I told people, I believe Brother Buddy saw it. In the last part of the movie, you saw all these demons coming out of hell, coming out of earth, out of heavenly places to earth, just like that I saw. But I saw even more when they were, they were getting inside people. And people, because they could see the demon, they wanted to get it out of themselves in the beginning of the tribulation, but they couldn't. And people would scream. I saw, like in a movie theater, when the movie, when the when the when the demon was released out of hell, someone screamed outside the movie theater and said, "Look, they're coming!" And people didn't know what what to do, and they just started running. And these demons coming down from from the air, horrible demons just started getting into people and turning them into evil and and doing all kinds of things to them. People could not get them off because it's one thing that can keep them away: the blood of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Is what can keep these demons away. That's why the Holy Spirit is here. And that is the, <laughs> the power of God to the bride of Christ. Thank you, Lord. We have the power of God in the Holy Spirit, in the bride of Christ. That's why the bride of Christ needs to make sure she has the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Don't, don't think that have, not having the Holy Spirit is okay. No, you want to have the power of God. And the power of God is the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in 1A, thou shall receive power. Right before he was lifted up into the, into the cloud and disappeared, he wanted to give the disciple a last message. Thou shall receive power when the Holy Spirit will come upon thee. Thank you, Lord. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. It's the power of Jesus in your life. He empowers you to keep the devil away from you. Thank you, Lord. He empowers you to evangelize. He empowers you to do ministry. We need the power in our life, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. We need to have the power, and that's the Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. We need to be full of that power. Daily, we need to be seeking to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The, the disciples love so much the Holy Spirit that they preach the message. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. They continue in the book of Acts. Whenever they went, whenever they go, they said, be filled with the Holy Spirit. That was part of their message. That was part of their message. They did not change. He kept telling everyone up and down, left to right. North to South, be filled with the Holy Spirit. That was the message of the disciple. Why isn't that not the message of the church of God? Why is that that everyone, every church, every pastor, every ministry, almost everyone, I don't say everyone, but almost everyone, it's okay some say that they don't have the Holy Spirit. It's okay if, if people go to church and they're, they're not even touched by the Holy Spirit. They don't feel His presence in the church. God have mercy. Why is that okay? Why is that okay to be in a death service without the presence of the Holy Spirit? That is not okay. That was not part of the church. It never been part of the church. 
When Jesus sent them, Jesus told them, do not leave Jerusalem until they be, be are filled with power from heaven, power from above. Thank you, Lord. He told them not to leave Jerusalem. He told them not to leave. To wait until they receive the power, the power of the promise, the promise of the Holy Spirit. That the, the prophet Joe spoke that in the last day, says the Lord, I will put out my spirit over all flesh. Thank you, Jesus. All flesh was the promise of God that he will fill with the Holy Spirit. God is not rejecting anyone. He wants to fill everyone with the Holy Spirit, with his Holy Spirit. And he has it for all, not just for some. All flesh, he says, all flesh. Thank you, Lord. Even so prophesied, says the word of God. He was evil. He was wicked. He went to hell. But even he prophesied. Even he received by the Holy Spirit of God. Don't be ye deceived. Don't be ye deceived or mislead. Even so prophesied among the prophet, the word of God, to give a testimony that the Holy Spirit will come upon all flesh. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. God did not show Saul. God chose David. But even... Saul that was not chosen from God, prophesied among the prophet. Even he had the, the gift of tongue. He even prophesied. He had the gift of prophecy. Thank you, Lord, because God did not reject it. Saul, he rejected Saul when Saul rejected God. Thank you, Lord. That's when God rejected Saul, when Saul rejected God. But even Saul prophesied in spoken tongue. Thank you, Lord, because God said he will put out his spirit upon all flesh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. But you got all these churches without the Holy Spirit, and they think it's okay. You got, you got these churches in, in America and around the world with the RFID on the right hand, and when no Holy Spirit, and they are lifting up the, the RFID on the right hand, praising God. They're lifting up their hand, their hand with the RFID on the right hand, praising God. Oh, God, have mercy. God, have mercy. They're lifting their hand up. And I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord, with the RFID in the right hand. Oh, God, have mercy. This is the type of church we have today. That sister that wrote to me, brother, said, Brother Elvie, you couldn't believe the pastor opened the service that day. Oh, and then the pastor, uh, you know, moved up his shirt and showed the RFID in his right hand. They said, this is not going to be. My information is secure now. And then the, the, the worship leader was sitting next to the piano, and, and, and he went and, and rolled up his shirt and showed the RFID in his right hand. He said, look, I have it too. And then he began to worship to God with the RFID in his right hand. And the sister heard the voice of the Lord say, get out of here now. My servant Elby said it. You heard it from him. I was speaking through my servant, telling you about the RFID that is the mark of the beast. And she was shaking in that chair as the Lord was speaking to her and ran out of that church. She ran out of that church. The Lord said, run out of this church. This is not mine. The worship leader, praising God with the RFID in his right hand. Don't what the church are heading to. They don't have the Holy Spirit, and that's okay. It's okay. And a lot of those people don't have the RFID, but the, the pastor has it, the worship leader has it, and they all they are worshiping God. Oh, God, it is so sad. People don't care whether the Holy Spirit is in the church no more. They don't care. The power of God is not in the church, and they don't care. How is that? That is not biblical, God have mercy. It is not biblical. How is it that going to hell is okay? No, it's not. We need to repent. We need to walk away from sin. God says in Revelation 18, come on from among them, my people. So you don't take partake in their judgment. There's judgment coming to the churches. There's judgment coming to those people. Why would you take partaker in the judgment? 
that is coming to them. This judgment, God cannot be mocked, understand that. He cannot be mocked. Judgment is coming to them if they don't repent. But it's, hallelujah, as they get the RFID, that means they don't want to repent. They think they're okay. As long as there's money coming in, thousands and millions of it, they don't care. They have chosen their God. You cannot search your master. You cannot choose riches in God. They chose the God already. Now the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they chose the God of riches. God have mercy. That's the God they chose. Brothers and sisters, praise to God. There's so much need of God up there, as Sister Carla was saying. There's so much need of God up there. And people, people don't care. But we have to care. Someone has to care. Just because we have people that don't care, it don't mean we feel the same way. No, we have to care. How do we show we care? By praying for them. By interceding for them day and night. Let's pray for the soul to be saved. Let's pray that God will bring them, hallelujah, together with us, that they will seek God. Thank you, Lord. You won't believe the people that write to me sometimes. They say, Brother Obi, man, I thank God for the Lord's hour. I come, I have come to a family where I can feel God, where God touches me and ministers to me, they say. Praise to God. I've been looking for a church. Some people have been looking for a church for years, they tell me. For years. I've spoken with people from Europe, Germany, in all those countries up there, that they cannot find a church for years. A sister was telling me, I've been at home more than three years, Brother Ellie. I've been doing my own service in my own house by myself, she says. Oh, I thank God for the Lord's hour, she says. Now I can be part of a family on the Lord's hour, she says. This is my only church. This is my only church, she tells me. Oh, man, so touching what she wrote to me. So bro it just broken you when you read these emails from people. They've been looking for a spirit-filled church for years. They cannot find one. God have mercy. God have mercy. It is real. It's happening. It is happening up there, brothers and sisters. Praise you, God. They need our help. They need our prayer. We need to pray for them. Lonely Christian, you know how bad it is that this world has so much sin and so much evil, and people are lonely. Lonely Christian. When we get together, we encourage one another. That's what the Apostle Paul says to the brother and sister in Thessalonians, what he says, encourage one another with these words, he says. With what word? With the, with the coming of Jesus, that we're going to meet the Lord in the air. Encourage one another with these words, Paul says to the brothers and sisters. We need to encourage one another. That's why we need to get together, because we need to encourage one another. Brothers and sisters, but if you don't have anyone to fellowship with, how are you going to be encouraged? And this is the problem that many people are having. They just want to serve God. They just want to serve Jesus. They just want to go home. But they, they know there's a preparation for the bride. There is a preparation that talks about it. Praise your God. In Revelation 19, there's a preparation the bride of Christ needs to go through. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. There's a preparation that we need to go through, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. And I heard like a voice of a great multitude, as a voice of many waters, and as a voice of strong thundering, say hallelujah for the Lord, for the Lord God Almighty. One rain. Let us be glad and rejoice and be glory to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, 
and his wife have made herself ready. There is a preparation that the bride of Christ needs to go through. Praise you, God. And the part of it is a fellowship with one another. And to her was granted that she will arrange with pure fine linen and shining. For the fine linen is the rightness of the saint. To her was granted what? Granted to her. It was granted to you and I. It was granted by God to you and I. That she will arrange with pure fine linen. How do you arrange something? How do you arrange something? How do you arrange a flower? You have to put it together. You have to join them together beautifully. Different flower in different, uh, what do they call it, arrangement of flower? An arrangement? Well, in that arrangement of flower, to be able to be beautiful, for you want to say, oh, wow, how beautiful it is, you have to arrange every single flower together. You have to, yes, it has to come together and put it together, flower by flower. Thank you, Lord. And arrange them so beautiful that the Word of God says with fine linen and shining. That is the righteousness of the saint. That is, as we come together, we are being arranged by the Holy Spirit of God. We are being cleansed by the blood of Jesus and the togetherness. Thank you, Lord, the body of Christ. We are being made pure. Thank you, Lord, being prepared for this great event, for this great meeting in the air with the Lord, to meet the Lord in the cloud. If Jesus is beautiful in his garment, imagine how beautiful is the bride. Because the bride is being arranged, is being made pure with his blood, with the word. The word cleanses us. Ye are cleansed now for the word I have given you, said Jesus. The word is cleansing us. We are being cleansed. We are being purified. We are being made right standing with God. Righteousness. Thank you, Lord. We are being arranged together. Me put together. We're being arranged. As flowers are arranged. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Different flower. We are different flowered. Jesus showed me a tree one time in the spirit. And the tree was the bride of Christ. And we were different flower. It was a flower tree. But it was it was so beautiful. So beautiful. And I can see different color. That's the same way we're being arranged together. Different color flower. I don't know what type of flower you are. <laughs> I don't know what type of flower you are. If you're one of the flowers that have thorn in it. <laughs> Praise you God. So if you got thorn in your flower, I gotta better be careful because I could cut my finger. Praise you, God. But I tell you, I don't know what type of flower you are, but in this arrangement of the Lord, praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. You are a beautiful flower. Thank you, Lord. But there were some flowers Jesus showed me that were kind of uh, dying off. Some flowers Jesus showed me in the arrangement that were dying off. Thank you. There were beautiful, there were beautiful flowers, different flowers, but some flower. When I saw it from far, it looked beautiful. But when he took me close to it, close to the flower, to the tree, I noticed that some of the flower were dying off. 
Thank you, Lord. I don't know what is making you die in us because of the tree was planted in your water. The tree was planted in your water. And all the flowers get the same water. And if you are in the garden of God, you're not supposed to be dying. Because the only thing that comes up to run that water is living water. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. It is living water. The water is a life. The water gives us life. So I don't know why you're dying. I don't know what is in your life that as a flower of God you're dying. You could not be dying. If you are connected to the Holy Spirit, if you are connected to Jesus, you cannot be dying. Ah. There's got to be sin there. There's got to be sin. Sin is the only one that is black and ugly and horrible. And dead. Sin represents dead. But as a flower, you cannot be dying. Uh -uh. Dead has no power over you. Jesus overcame dead. So you can overcome that too. The same spirit that lived Jesus from the dead is in you. Thank you, Lord. It is the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in your life. You cannot be dying. Ah, you cannot be dying. Ah, there's something wrong there. Maybe unconfessed sin. Oh, man. There might be unconfessed sin in your life. Take sin that you need to confess. Uh, generational curses that you need to repair, maybe. There's got to be something there that is, that is making you dying. Hallelujah. That is causing death in your life, but not, not Jesus, not the Holy Spirit of God. Repent your sin. Repent your transgression before God. Repent your disobedience before God. Thank you, Lord. Continue to repent daily as much as you need. Thank you, Lord. Just repent. Just repent. Hallelujah. When people write to me, how much do I repent? I immediately notice that that's someone that don't want to take responsibility for the sin and don't want to repent. Thank you, Lord. Because when I told to repent, I repent. I repent. Thank you, Lord. I know the seriousness of sin. The seriousness of sin. Sin kill. Sin kill. All those people in hell are because they were sinning and they will not repent. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. But Jesus showed me there were flower dying. They were not dead. They were not dead. But they were dying. Some of them were dying. Beautiful flower, but dying. And, and when, when a flower is dying, it don't matter how beautiful it is. Some people love to put flower, the arrangement, in, in ice. Cold water. Cold water. And to keep it longer. I don't know what the Lord has you in. Because I saw the, I saw the whole tree connected with the water, with the Holy Spirit. And if you are connected with the Holy Spirit, you should not be dying. I tell you this. This is better than the eye for you put your flower. They still, they will die with time. They still die. Some people can maybe have them uh, uh, last a month in ice and water. Praise you, God. Some people put them in the fridge. Amen. Maybe it will last a month. Oh, but in the Holy Spirit, it lasts years and years and years, and they will never die. Thank you, Lord. That's why we need the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of life in Christ, the Spirit of life in Christ. That's what we need. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. If you are connected to the Lord, if you are connected to the Spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus, that you could not be dying. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of, the, of Jesus. 
It's the spirit of life. Thank you, Lord, in Christ. Praise you, Lord. It is not for anyone to die. No, 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 no. No, no, if you are connected, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, hallelujah. Praise you, God. John 6, 63 says, In the spirit that quickened the flesh, uh, prophetic, nothing. The word that I speak unto you are spirit and life. Thank you, Lord. The spirit connected with the life. The spirit give life. Jesus give life. And he is a spirit. Thank you, Lord. They are connected. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, praise you, God. Hallelujah. The Spirit, uh, uh, Romans 8, 6, for the wisdom of flesh is dead, but the wisdom of the Spirit is life and peace. Praise you, God. We need to be connected with the Spirit, brothers and sisters. We need to be connected with Jesus. And nothing can kill us. He overcame death. He overcame death. Hallelujah. Make you and I more than overcomer. Thank you, Lord. Romans 8, 10, but if, if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit life for the righteousness sake. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. It is life. It is life. You as a flower, you could not be dying. Why are you dying as a beautiful flower? Isn't that strange that you go buy flower, and maybe one of them is kind of dying off? Praise you, God, and you think about it. Well, they will pull out of the same tree. Uh, they will pull out a... Uh, they will probably preserve in the same water. Why it is out of, out of 12, 14 flower? Why is there one dying off? Why? And it makes you think. Praise you, God. Why is this one person or two or three dying when we all connected to Christ? That means, hallelujah, unrepentant sin. Unrepentant sin is a serious thing. You're going to have to repent. You're going to have to continue to repent daily. You're going to have to take responsibility for your sin. But you should not be dying off. No, no, no. God have mercy. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Second uh, Corinthians three text, but who have made us able minister of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killed, but the Spirit giveth life. Oh man, the Spirit, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit giveth life. There is no way you and I should be dying, brothers and sisters, because the Spirit giveth life. How can someone who has life be dead? How can someone who receives life be dead? It's not possible. It made no sense. Thank you, Lord, unless it's missing the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. I repent the sin. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent my sin, Lord Jesus. I'm sorry if I have offended your Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, I'm sorry for offending your Holy Spirit. I truly repent. I take responsibility, Lord, Lord. For offending your Holy Spirit, oh Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm sorry for offending your Holy Spirit. I'm sorry for the thought, Lord. I'm sorry for anything, Lord, that I say, that I thought, oh Lord, that I pronounce, Lord, against your Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Responsibility for your sin. Don't blame other people. God don't want you to blame other people. God wants you to take full responsibility for your sin. Hallelujah. If you have offended the Holy Spirit, if you have grieved the Holy Spirit of God, which we are told not to grieve Him for the day of, because it's the Spirit for the day of salvation. So we are told not to grieve Him. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Say, I'm sorry to the Lord if you have grieved His Holy Spirit. Say, I'm sorry, Jesus, for offending your Holy Spirit. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, for the things I did. 
for the things I said, for the things I believed that were not of you, O Lord. I'm sorry for grieving your Holy Spirit, O Lord. I'm sorry. I know the Lord is speaking to someone. The Lord is speaking to someone. There are people grieving the Holy Spirit, and they're going about their life without any remark. No. You be careful. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Don't grieve him. It's for the day of salvation. He's the one bringing us up. He's the one bringing us up to the cloud. He's the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead. Oh, I thank you, Lord. The Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead. It's the Holy Spirit that is going to raise us. He's going to raise us as he raised Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He's going to raise us too. Thank you, Lord. Repent if you grieve the Holy Spirit of God with sin. Hallelujah. With sexual sin. The Lord revealed that to me. Sexual sin is one of the main things that grieves the Holy Spirit. It's one of the main things that grieves the Holy Spirit of God. Sexual sin. People don't realize that. Thank you, Lord. Be careful. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Repent. Repent. Quench not the spirit of what the God says. That's what it means. Don't grieve them. Quench not the spirit. Thank you, Lord. Do not grieve them. Grieve not. He says, quench not. The Geneva says, quench not. It is, it is a quenching. Praise you, God. A quench is what? When you push them out. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Let me look it up real quick. Praise you, God. So I, I give the right meaning to it. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I said, quench not the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. God don't want us to do that, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. It's like pressing on him. Thank you, Lord. Let me see. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Put out. Put out. One of the words uh, that makes more sense to me is put out as a fire, a flame, or a light. So don't put out the Holy Spirit. Don't put out the fire. Don't put out the fire. That's it's exactly what I mean. Some people are putting out the fire. The five foolish virgins have not they have put out the fire because they have not enough oil. That's a type of quenching the spirit. Electronically suppress is another word. Suppressing the spirit. Don't suppress him. It, like tie him or push him aside. Or crunch completely is another is another word for, for, for quenching the Holy Spirit. Don't um extinguishing the fire, that makes sense. Thank you, Lord. That's it. So press or crash completely. Don't do that. Like pushing them away from your life. Don't do that. This is not the time. I see a lot of people are, are fine but not having the Holy Spirit. No. No, no, no. No, you 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 Lord letting you know you 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 are uh, grieving the Holy Spirit, you immediately repent. You get on your knees, you cry out to him, you start fasting. Declare fasting unto the Lord. Hallelujah. You declare fasting unto the Lord. Another word for, for quenching the spirit, reduce, to reduce him in your life. To have less every day than not caring for. Wow. Another word for quenching the spirit is cool. 
turning cold, turning cold. And in other words, changing the degree of the weather, it's turning cold. It's better for you to be cold or hot. Amen. That be lukewarm. So looking warm is a change of, of the weather, of the degree. Some people have turned in the spirit of life like lukewarm and they don't care. Lukewarm. They don't care whether they are hot or, or cold. No. Praise you, God. But turning cold having none, but lukewarm and having some. And this is question as to whether you got some, but you don't have much as you should. And that's where people are. They're turning lukewarm with the Holy Spirit. Not enough in their life. Not enough oil. God have mercy. And he wants us to have oil. He wants us to have sufficient oil. Thank you, Lord, for the day of redemption. And the, the day draw nigh. Hallelujah. It's close. It's close. It's spice now prophesying. Some people, man, they used to hear God's prophet. Not anymore. They question God's prophet so much that now they don't want to listen to what God has to say to his prophet. They don't have they don't wanna. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Pray continuously. Another advice of the apostle Paul to the brother and sister. How do we keep that relationship tight, some people say, or close? Praying continuously. Praying continuously. That's how we keep that relationship. When people don't take the time to, to care, that means they don't take the time to pray. Not caring, no prayer. Prayer, caring. We care, that's why we pray. We care for God, for our relationship with God and for other people. That's why we pray. That's why we take the time to pray. That's why we give prayer the importance that it, that it is. Prayer to me is important. Prayer is important. It should be important to everybody else. It was important to Jesus. It was important to his disciples. It was important to the prophet. It should be important to everybody else that serve God in spirit and truth. Prayer should be a must to everyone. A must. You should not go out of your house without praying. You should not go to sleep without praying. It's got to be a must. God have mercy. To keep the fire of the Holy Spirit in your life. That anointing of God in your life. We pray to keep that. We need to pray. It's a demand for us to pray. Thank you, Lord. God wants us to pray. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes the Lord, if I'm not in prayer, if I go over the hour that I need to pray, sometimes he'll visit me, and he's standing right next to me. Thank you, Lord. I remember the day he was going to take me to heaven. He came to my house like around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And I knew the Lord was there. And he was around my house all day long with all the things I had to do. Jesus was around my house. Just watching me do this and do that. And when I went to prayer, I said, Lord, you're still there. He said, yes, I've been, I've been in your house all day long with you. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Lord. You know, I, I feel so, um, I feel so bad. But he understand. He understand. Amen. And just in a few hours into prayer with him, in the moment I, I finished my prayer, I went to sleep. I don't know if I was asleep 10 minutes when he took me out of my body to take me to heaven. Immediately. He was right there. 
Thank you, Lord. The same Jesus that was around my house all day long was the same Jesus that took me out of my body to take me to heaven. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. He is so awesome. He is so patient. He is so loving. You know, he could have said, well, I'm leaving and I'll come back. My Holy Spirit when you anyway. I'll leave. I'll come back. No, he was right there, the Lord. He wanted me to know that he was there. And I remember that that week I was going through so much. But he was there. And he let me know he was there. When he came, he let me know he was there. And I was so happy to have him around. So happy to have Jesus around. Praise you, God. And I told the Lord, Lord, you're welcome in my house anytime you come. You you, you want to come. And he let me know at one time, not everyone say that to me. Not everyone say that to him, that he's welcome anytime. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? He was like, like, oh, wow, you welcome me anytime to your house. You know, he wants to feel welcome everywhere he, he everywhere that he's needed. Everywhere people want him to be, he wants to go to them. Praise your God. Thank you, Lord, because some people only remember the Lord when they need him. Some people only call unto him only when they need him. He wants people's love. You know, I, ne- I never knew him as, a, as he is as a person. He is totally God, 100%. But he's also a, per- a person and a carry person. And I noticed that in my relationship with him, he, he and I can joke around. There's not many people I can joke with. I notice that I try to joke with some people, and they get offended. And I sometimes I wonder, but then I, I restrain myself. And I don't joke in a way that it will make people angry. I know that the way the Lord has given me joy, and I try to joke with some people, and I notice not, no. But I can joke with the Lord. The Father has joking with me. And, and we just enjoy it. I enjoy joking with the Lord. Praise your God. Remember the time was in heaven in in the second level and and he was he was looking at me like walking backward and I thought he was gonna uh hit someone. Praise your God. And and I noticed he was able he was he immediately moved and not hit the person he and he laughing, he's like laughing because I thought that he was gonna hit someone. And he's laughing like I'm God, I there's no way I can hurt someone. And he's laughing with me. He just, it, was, it was so funny what he did. Thank you, Lord. And so we joke together. He's my friend. I tell people he's my best friend. And so people don't understand that. But he's God Almighty. But God is friendly. The Father is friendly too. I tell people, at one time in his throne, I, I had all these things to say to the Lord. He took me out of the body. He took me right from his throne. My, grand, my grandmother was there. For my father said, my father was there, and my daughter Emerald was there in the throne. I was so happy to see them. And and I had all this to say, and Jesus said, go ahead, my son, you may speak. And I'm speaking, and not letting him know how hard it is down here, how hard I have it, how difficult all the things that I have to go through. People offending me left or right, people just writing to me on the Lord's out and telling me, that's your full prophet. And I, I wanted to tell the Lord all the things I'm going through. But I forgot that the Lord knows everything. He sees everything. He knows everyone. And it was the same thing I told the Lord over four years ago when he called me into the ministry. I said, he says, my son, I have chosen you 
as my prophet to bring my word. And I said, Lord, he's standing right before me. Why did you choose me, Lord? There are the people who are more prepared than I, Lord, well-speaking, more well-speaking than I. You know, I, I, I don't speak well. And he says to me, because I, I chose you. It was you that I chosen, he said, to bring, my, to bring my message. And I said, Lord, but you know how they're going to persecute me, Lord. They're going to call me full prophet, Lord. Oh, man. It's going to be so hard for me to do my ministry. He says, I know, but I want to send you. And I will be with you. And any, anyone that come against you will come against me, he says, looking at me straight into my eyes. They'll come against you. They're coming against me, he says. And I said, okay, Lord, all right. Because we want to be obedient no matter what, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Obedient to the Lord. And it's hard. It's hard. And, and at the end of 2012, I was so broken. Praise you, God. A lot of people started calling me for prophet. And I said, next time I see Jesus, that's what I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell Jesus that I'm a full prophet. Okay? And I was like, you know, I'm just going to say that to the Lord. And if he says, yes, you are a full prophet, I said, amen. And I'm going to come on the Lord's hour, and I'm going to tell you on the Lord's hour that I'm a full prophet. I don't have no fear to say that. I just want to come on the Lord's hour and tell everyone that I'm a full prophet, that I'm so sorry, and I'm going to close the Lord's hour, and I'm never going to speak on the radio anymore. I had everything prepared. Thank you, Lord. And Jesus takes me out of my body. And I'm standing right in front of him. <coughs> and I see him. And I said, Lord, I need to tell you something. And he said, go ahead, my son, go ahead. He's very humble. Lord, I'm a full prophet because I've been giving you people all this message that you're going to come soon, that we're going to meet you, Lord. This isn't that. He says, no, you're not. And he's serious. But I still want to convince the Lord that I'm a full prophet. And, and, and I wanted to tell the Lord that I'm a full prophet. I said, Lord, you know I'm a full prophet. Come on, Lord. He says, no, you're not. And a third time, I'm telling the Lord that I'm a full prophet. He said, no, you spoke the message I gave you. You gave my message. You gave my word. That's what you did. You're not a full prophet. And I'm like, oh, man, there's no way I could have convinced him because I wanted to, if he said I was a full prophet, I would have come on the Lord's Tower, and I would have, I would have ended it. I would have just told everybody, I'm so sorry for deceiving you. I'm so sorry for misleading you, but I'm just going to tell everyone that I'm a full prophet. And Jesus will not let me. He says, no, you are not. Thank you, Lord. For his mercy. His mercy endureth forever. And then he spoke to a few other people from different countries and say, Go tell this to my son Elvi. Tell him that I'm not a that, that you're not a full prophet. And they contacted me. This is what the Lord has to say to you, Elvi. You're going through this and that, but the Lord told me to tell you that you're not a full prophet. You're being persecuted, yes, for the word of the Lord, but you're not false. And he just had people left or right tell me this. And I'm like, and there was a woman that only heard the Lord tell her once. And, and she wasn't sure whether she was going to listen to it again. She wasn't sure because she heard a lot of things from the Lord Tower that she had not heard from the Lord before. And she went walking with God for 40 years. And, and there were some things I said that she wasn't sure. She needed to hear that from the Lord. And she went in prayer with the Lord. She could hear the Lord very clear, like I'm talking to you now. And she said, Lord, 
I heard this man, Elvis Zapata, saying this and this and that. And the Lord said, yes, he's my messenger. She said, what? I said, Lord, but he said this. Yeah, he, I gave him those, that message. And she went, but Lord, he, he was talking about this, about heaven. He was saying that. Yes, I revealed that to him. And everything she said, the Lord would say, yes, I gave it to him. He says, Lord. But so he's talking all this. And you, yes, I gave it to him. And she's like, and I had given him all this revelation and all this message for him to give to my people. And you don't need to worry about listening to him. He's my messenger, the Lord says. And she writes to me this long email about the conversation she had with Jesus about me. And how she wasn't sure that I was of God, but she wanted to make sure, because she'd been serving God for over 40 years, and she knows how to hear the Lord. She knows the Bible like nobody else almost can. I, 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 this is me saying. She knows the Bible so well. She's so knowledgeable. She's been working with God so long. She knows God. She knows the Word. She had this relationship with God for so long. Praise you, God. And she is like, I know God. And if he's wrong, God is going to tell me. And when she wants to God, God said, no, he's my servant. She's like, okay. And then she contacted me and said, well, I'm so sorry because I really thought that you probably were not of God. The things you were saying may not be of God, but the Lord Jesus, I was talking with the Lord Jesus. And I know that she, and she started quoting me word. She says, I know the Lord. I know how to test the spirit. I know when it's of the devil, when it's not of God. And she's quoting me the word. I know the word. I know God. I have a relationship with God, she says to me. And I said, I'm glad, sister. I'm glad. I know you, I'm know glad you know God. I'm glad you have a relationship with God. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Praise you, God. But I'm also glad that he was the one that confirmed it to you. And I said, I, I'm not the one here because I just want to uh, uh, sound good or be on the radio. This is, this is of the Lord. He called me for a long time ago. Actually, when the Lord called me, I, I, when the Lord called me, he separated me. And he was confirming it to me before I came on the radio for years. For years, I was told that I would be on the radio. Thank you, Lord. For the different prophets, people that did not know each other. Different churches, different places, different states. And he told me that I would be here. And Jesus was visiting me a long time before I came on the radio, too. He was coming to me, and he was talking to me. Praise you. That was all his plan. It was all his plan. It had not been not my mind, but it had been his. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. And all glory goes to him. I cannot take credit for anything that the Lord has used me for. Bro, because it's been him. In my struggle, he's been my strength. In my weakness, he's been my strength. In my struggle, he's been my support. There were, there were times in my life that I thought I had no support. And the, the Lord would say to me, I'm here with you. I'm here for you, my son. There was days that I would wonder if God called me. And he made sure he confirmed to me that he did. It's been God in my life. His mercy, his grace. His grace. I told you that I, at one time I sinned. And when I sinned, Jesus came to me to raise me back up again. I fell right on my face. Right on my face I fell. And the Lord was warning me before. But I fell right on my face. And Jesus came to me. 
When I was when I was there, fall fall fall. When I have fall, when I was on the floor, and I didn't know if I could get up again. I didn't know. I didn't know. I I didn't know how. To, I didn't even know how to go about it. And I didn't have no one there to help me neither. And I saw Jesus coming. And I just saw him coming straight to me. And the and the thing when I saw him coming, I said, I'm not worthy. Why is he coming to me? Why? What? You know, I felt him. I said, Lord, I felt you, Lord. He's, I'm here to help you get, to get up and grab my arm and put it on his shoulder and lift me up. And I couldn't believe it that I had my arm on the king of king and Lord of lords. When I saw him, I was already repenting, yes. He, I saw him coming straight to me. And I tell you that I never knew Jesus would go that far for one soul. I don't know. I heard the story of the pastor that had the 100 sheep and one left. And he left the 99 to go after that sheep. That was me. That was me. He left the 99 to go after me. And I was in the mud of sin. And Jesus got into the mud. And I didn't know how to get out of the mud of sin. And he put my hand on his shoulder. I'll never remember this. I think even in eternity I will remember this to the Lord. Because to me it was special. And 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 he says, come on, my son, I'll help you. He didn't judge me. He didn't judge me. He didn't say why. Because he knows it all. He didn't judge me at all. He just said, come on, I'll help you. He helped me to get up. He says, come on, walk. And he says, before he left, he says, keep repenting. Keep seeking me. Keep, I'll forgive your sin. I'll forgive your sin. I'll restore you. Keep repenting. And he left. And I I was stunned. I was stunned because I'm seeing the person of Jesus. I was stunned. He left. He disappeared right in front of me. Thank you, Lord. And as I, as I started repenting for days, as I started repenting and repenting, I'm talking to the Holy Spirit about Jesus. And I said, Holy Spirit, man, I was broken. I was crying. Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit had warned me. He said, don't go that way. And the Holy Spirit said, don't go that way. But he would not tell me why. And we are like Curious George. Sorry that I'm using this cartoon, but we are like Curious George. And the Holy Spirit says to me, don't go to the right, to the way of that tree. That, the way that, don't go through that neighborhood, the way of that tree. He, tree, street, I'm sorry. Don't go that way, the Holy Spirit says to me. He, just, he says, go to the left. When you get out of the house, don't take the right. Take the left, he will say to me, the Holy Spirit. And I, I didn't understand why, but I was curious. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know why we are this way. Maybe God was explaining to me one day in heaven. But I know that the Holy Spirit will say, don't take the right. When you get out of your house, don't take the right. And, and then he, he led me to understand that there were, there were women to the right that will tempt me to make me fall. 
And but somehow that day, I don't know what I was going through. I know I I was going through hard things in my life that I took that right that the Holy Spirit told me not to. And I heard when the Holy Spirit says, no, not that way. Like twice or more, he said, don't go that way. And I took that right. And temptation was waiting for me. Just as he, he, he has shown me. And I fell. But before I fell, the Holy Spirit left me. That was one thing I remember clearly. The Holy Spirit had nothing to do with sin. That that day I understood that. I didn't understand it to that to that level. But I know that when I took that right and I was being tempted and I like give up the sin, the Holy Spirit left me. He just left me. And then I was talking to the Holy Spirit about it after the Lord was restoring me back or restoring me back and the Lord and gave me back the Holy Spirit. I just wanted the Holy Spirit back. I don't know, but I I kept crying. Psalm 51.10, take not thy Holy Spirit away from me, says David. After he sinned with that woman, David cried, cry against thee, against thee have I sinned. Cleanse me, watch me, with his, uh, watch me, cleanse me of my sin. Do not take thy Holy Spirit away from me, he said. Take not the Holy Spirit away from me. I didn't understand it. To, to the level of David crying to, to God, to the Lord, not to take the Holy Spirit away from it. But I understood it. After I, I did not have the Holy Spirit. Although Jesus helped me and left. And somehow I can feel compassion and, and love coming from Jesus. I could feel it. But I did not feel the Holy Spirit. And I knew, I knew I was in trouble. I knew... I didn't want to go on as a Christian without the Holy Spirit. I knew I needed to have back the Holy Spirit. I've been having the Holy Spirit for over 20 years. And not having the Holy Spirit for, for a day to me was killing me, was, was hurting me. It was so difficult for me as a Christian to go on without the Holy Spirit, to have him for so long. The Holy Spirit has been my friend. I have seen the person of the Holy Spirit. I have spoken with him. I have seen him in the throne of the Father. I've seen the person of the Holy Spirit. I see him sitting next to the Father. I, I know him. I've seen him. And now having the Holy Spirit for one day was killing me, was tormenting to my life. And when the Holy Spirit came, after I repented so much to Jesus, thank you, Lord. I said, Holy Spirit, in the conversation with him, I said, Holy Spirit, you left me. He said, yes, I did. Before I sinned, Holy Spirit, you left me. He said, yes, I did. I said, Holy Spirit, Jesus, went all the way where I was when I fell. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And the word of the Holy Spirit was, that's why he gets the glory. Glory. He reminded me, the book of Revelation, where it says, glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Lamb. And they worship the Lamb. And they worship Jesus. Glory to him that sits on the throne. And, they, and the elder, the 24 elder, they take the crown. And they lay, it, they lay the crown on his feet. 
at the feet of Jesus. Oh God. And they just worship him. And they worship him. Thank you, Lord. And they worship Jesus. And they said, after these things, I heard voices and great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power be to the Lord our God. And the four and twenty elder and the four beasts fell down and worshiped God. That sat on the throne saying, Amen, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, John says, and I fell before his feet and worshiped him. Hallelujah. Oh, John saw all that worshiping and said, oh, man. Oh, man. There so, was so much worshiping going on in heaven. So much. People redeemed so, so grateful in heaven. They are just so grateful. So, so grateful for what Jesus has done to their life. How much um, uh, he done for them. And the four and twenty others fell down before him that sat on the throne and worshiped him that live forevermore and cast down their crown before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, to receive honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy world's sake they are, and have been created. O oh God, what a mighty worship goes on in heaven from the redeemed and the angel and the elder. They are so grateful that he has saved them, that he has got them out of the pit, out of this earth. O oh God, O oh God, that worship for the Lamb of God goes on and on in heaven. They are just so grateful that what Jesus has done is so special. I understood what Jesus has done really, really on that day. That he took me, that he came for me. What Jesus did on the cross, a lot of people still don't understand. It is so hard for some people to understand. He gave his own life to give you life. Thank you, Lord. He gave his own life to give the world life that they may have life and have it abundantly. He gave his own life, brothers and sisters. Jesus did that. What a mighty God we serve, brothers and sisters. I'm sorry, but I have to cry. It just breaks me to remember. It just makes me cry. May the Lord bless you. May he kiss you. May he may his face his face shine upon you. May he give you his shalom. Here is Hummingbird. Hey everybody, it's Hummingbird Zero Twenty Seven here. Today is May eighteenth, twenty fifteen. Hope you enjoyed the week long of pure devotion to Jesus. Um Hopefully you guys really actually did what the last uh, video stated on this channel and uh, just took time away from the world and the news and just thought about your eternal life with Jesus Christ um, and his kingdom, folks. 
And that's really what this is all about. Um, we are in the world, but we are not of it. And um, to really get back into the news again, I want to be very clear. Yes, we are to be here and to occupy until he comes, but we don't have to be wrapped up in it to where this is the things that we think about when we fall asleep at night, pushing God away. This is what envelops our entire time and life from the first moment we get out of bed until we go to bed, folks. The world should not be the first thing that you do. It should be God. Something unprecedented took place last week, and like I had said in the previous uh, video, I did not watch any news this last week. I was not a participant of this world. Um, I did pure devotions to the Lord, worshiping and doing those things that are heavenly, <laughs> not of this earth. Um, so if you guys were wrapped up in the earth at that point uh, last week, I pray that you will take some time in the near future and just kind of step away from the world. Um, the strong delusion is in effect, um, and according to some of the um, evidence I am finding in my PowerPoint presentation, it's been going on for thousands of years, and it's just getting more and more ramped up. Folks, listen to the words of the Lord very clearly. Just wanted to point out um, some interesting information about Matthew 24:24. 24, 24. Um, most of us know this one, but we've read it so many times that I think we pass over it um, and just think to ourselves, you know, the little thought crosses our minds that's saying, well, I believe in Jesus and that's all that I need and I can't be deceived. Oh, do we lie to ourselves, folks? Um, now, slightly taken for granted, this is not totally a part of the pre-tribulation bride of Christ. Um, I do believe that this will be the first three and a half year saints that will deal with this specifically. But like I said, um, something took place last week. And I'm not really sure what it is. Like I said, I removed myself from the news and the world and, and anyone that wanted to talk about the news. I tried to do a complete uh, world fast or earth fast. <laughs> um so anyway, verse 23, Then if anyone says to you, Behold, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe him. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders, so as to mislead, if possible, even the elect. Behold, I've told you in advance. If we look at some of the cross-references, it's pretty interesting. If a prophet or one who foretells by dreams appears among you and announces to you a sign or wonder... Uh, Deuteronomy 13 and 1, Isaiah 9 and 15, and the elders and dignitaries are the head. The prophets who teach lies are the tail. Matthew 7 and 15, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. This is an interesting one. Why this shows up in the cross-reference to, uh, behold, if it were possible... 
Uh, Matthew 22 and 14, for many are invited, but few are chosen. That's huge right there, folks. So that means to me that something really divides the believers. I believe more than anything else at this time that God is separating his people. Remember, judgment happens at the house of God first. Um, the house of the Lord is divided first. To me, this goes back to the ten virgins. Uh, five were wise and five foolish. The five foolish did not have enough oil in their lamps. And Jesus told them through the closed door, I know you not. Something took place that separated the believers. Um, so that is very, very important to acknowledge this scripture being referenced here. Um, also wanted to point out this one too. Uh, going to get into a lot of these uh, scriptures in the PowerPoint presentation. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other, which is always an interesting and heated discussion. Uh, we'll get into that in the PowerPoint presentation. Hopefully, uh, it's coming together nicely. I really hope for it to be done this week. But like I said, I was not expecting the Lord to tell me last week to take time off and to step away from everything. So I did. Matthew Henry's concise commentary on this topic is pretty interesting. Um, Christ, in one of his last moments uh, with the disciples, foretells of wars and great commotions among the nations uh, from the time that the Jews rejected Christ and he left their house desolate the sword never departed from them see what comes of refusing the gospel those who will not hear the messenger of peace shall be made to hear the messengers of war uh, but where the heart is fixed trusting in God it is kept in peace and is not afraid. It is against the mind of Christ that his people should have troubled hearts even in troublous times. So whatever took place last week, I was unaware of it. And um, I ask that you not send me any emails about it because uh, it will make no difference. Moving forward, we can see that the world is gripped in rage and this is just going to get more and more incidentally the very same reason why I've stopped actually looking at earthquakes and the earthquake map uh, on this newscast is because it's directly tied in I'm not really sure how this works but the more rage and emotional outpouring of human beings, the greater the earthquakes, the greater the calamities. It's almost virtually impossible to separate the two. So as you see these things begin to mount in the world, know that the earth changes will also um, increase dramatically. 
There is also a connection uh, with CERN being turned on as well. Um, each time it gets turned on, people's emotions seem to start going crazy, don't they? And thus, the earth changes begin to start taking place as well. I don't think this is a coincidence, folks. I think whatever they're doing at CERN is releasing demons in the world, provoking people to anger and emotional outbursts, unable to control themselves, those who are not filled with the Holy Spirit and have self-control, which leads to extreme stress on the actual earth itself. Which leads me into our first article today. This is getting pretty interesting. I had talked about, um, in the description box below, Psalms 83, the destruction of Edom and Tyre. In this video, I talk about how in Obadiah, there is a rumor being spoken of the Lord, um, that an, an envoy is sent uh, to talk to a heathen nation. And in the work I've done in that video, you can see that I believe it is the Ethiopian people who send a ambassador or envoy. And I think they will send it to um, the United Nations Security Council. This is kind of interesting <laughs> that Ethiopian pro are protesting inside Jerusalem and uh, Tel Aviv right now. Protesters against racism scheduled for Rothschild Boulevard in Tel Aviv on Monday. Organizers stress they have no desire for violence, but every time big protests come into uh, play like this, somebody out there is just going to be stupid. I'll just say it, you know, a provocateur, whatever you want to call it. Somebody's going to drop the ball here. I pray that this doesn't happen, but um, I think it's very interesting that the protest against racism fabricated all throughout the globe right now in all nations being totally provoked by demonic outpourings and police brutality everybody in the world is coming against their their police departments that is not a coincidence this is totally staged and planned this is to absolutely make a militarized Earth Force. Um, it will definitely be run by the UN. This will take place Monday. Is this a coincidence? On Rothschild Boulevard in Tel Aviv. I mean, are we given pretty much who is actually sponsoring all these things? I think it's there in black and white if you have eyes to see. So it's very interesting that Jeremiah 49, verse 14, and Obadiah 1 and 1 um, are talking about the same, the same statement by the Lord. It is, I have heard a rumor from the Lord, and an ambassador is sent unto the heathen, saying, Gather ye together and come against her, and rise up to the battle. This is so very interesting that it's spoken of in Obadiah 1 and 1 and in what we are seeing right now coming to pass on the earth stage is Jeremiah chapter 49. Uh, the ultimate is verses 34 to the end of the chapter, which uh, the North 
the southwestern portion of Iran uh, will have some sort of catastrophic event. Not really sure if that will be spawned by Israeli um, air force and retaliation for building a nuclear bomb um, against Bashar nuclear facility or what they will actually be because incidentally they built their nuclear facility on top of a very active fault zone uh, so that wasn't very smart it may be God that actually takes that down and causes a bunch of people to become refugees in Iran that way um, it may actually be the Lord's hand that does that. But anyway, we're looking at Jeremiah 49 here. Um, so I am watching these Ethiopian protests inside Israel with extreme interest. And I encourage you to do the same. Um, like I said, there are specific events that look like they need to take place before, you know, the rapture happens. Now, I know a lot of prophecy teachers uh, don't teach that, and they actually try and run away from that kind of stuff, but folks, I think it's very interesting that these things are in black and white. Um, we should not ignore the word of the Lord. Um, if it's true that the Luciferians are causing these racial riots all over the globe, uh, particularly here in the United States. Um, if Ethiopia were to send... <laughs> think about it, folks. If Ethiopia were to send an envoy, an ambassador to the United Nations Security Council, and say, hey, Israel's uh, not doing a good thing here. Uh, maybe we should come against her. You know, Psalms 83, folks. We need to be looking for uh, all of this stuff because it's happening right before our eyes, Bible prophecy. And speaking of Bible prophecy, uh, to the detriment of a few of you out there who don't believe that a third temple will be built, I must contest, red alert, red alert, a red cow in Lakewood, Herbert the owner of the only red cow in the whole earth tells his story. Isn't this interesting? They need a red heifer in order to kickstart the ceremonies, purify um, all of the, I think it's the utensils, if I'm remembering the Old Testament correctly. They must have the ashes and the blessed um, the blessed water coming from the red heifer to initiate those ceremonies. Um, Shira goes to Lakewood to check out the red cow and finds a hidden Zadik. The owner of the cow shares his story as the son of a Holocaust survivor who built his own farm where the red heifer was born. You can come to Israeli National News and download that podcast here. The folks um, I think this is just going to show you how close we are. Isaiah chapter 19, verse 4. Two events took place in that verse. We watched Mohammed Morsi and the Arab Springs take, take the earth by storm. Um, it was kind of a huge slap in the face quite a few years ago now uh, where everyone actually saw this green apparition of what appeared to be the 
pale horse of revelation. I mean, we can't confirm that or not, but it was very weird. That was on national television. Anyway, Mohammed Morsi, the first part of verse 4, he was the cruel ruler, was just issued out a death sentence by the fierce king, LCC. Bible prophecy is happening before your eyes. The EU is chiming in now and is condemning the death sentence handed down to Egyptians' former president, says it results from a flawed trial. The European Union on Sunday denounced the death sentence handed down to Egypt's ousted president, Mohamed Morsi, and at least a hundred others, noting the penalty stemmed from the flawed trial. The court decision to seek the death penalty was taken at the end of the mass trial that was not in line with Egypt's obligations under international law. She added, this uh, EU top diplomat, that Egypt has to guarantee defendants' rights to a fair trial and an independent investigation. The EU is opposing capital punishment under all circumstances. The death penalty is cruel and inhumane. The United States also chimed in, expressing alarm on Sunday at the death sentences, saying it's consistently spoken out against the practice of mass trials and sentences. And Turkish President Erdogan, Erdogan, however you want to say his name, on Saturday night blasted Egypt for the death sentence, saying it meant that Egypt is turning back into ancient Egypt. In some other news, the Baghdad government confirmed on Monday that ISIS has taken full control of Ramadi, Iraq's third largest city, and Iraq's units have fled. But U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry said he was confident the ISIS takeover of the western city would be reversed in the coming weeks. And the Saudi-led coalition has resumed its airstrikes after a five-day truce. Aden came under Saudi-led coalition airstrikes early on Monday, just hours after the five-day truce and fighting between the Iranian-backed Houthi rebels and forces loyal to the exiled President Hadi ended. On Sunday, the Houthi rebels boycotted a peace conference attended by hundreds of Yemen politicians and tribal leaders because its agenda included Hadi's restoration and a venue for negotiations with Saudi Arabia. Islamic State has now taken full control of Ramadi as after the having fighting, it looks like more than 500 people were killed in that um, takeover. Saudi Arabia is also found in Jeremiah chapter 49, verses 28 through 33. If you do your little bit of homework, you will know that Sheba and Dedan and those spoken of um, in these passages absolutely point to Saudi Arabia. Um, I want to issue a warning to those who live on the east coast of Saudi Arabia. Um, when the Bashir nuclear facility or whatever catastrophic event is coming to Iran, 
whatever is going to happen there is going to be so intense that it's going to cause people to scatter, become refugees, a huge humanitarian crisis is going to take place in southwestern Iran. Now, I can only assume, um, because the Bible is not specific about this, that it it's either the destruction of the Bashir nuclear facility or a nuke attack against it. I'm not really sure how that will play out. Um, or even how the winds actually blow <laughs> uh, from the sea there into Saudi Arabia. But if you live on the east coast there, I highly encourage you to seek other residents, other places to live um, other than the east coast there, folks. Um, we may be of different religions and uh, different cultures, but I still love you as a human being. And I want to preserve your life so you get a chance to know Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Saudis may purchase Pakistani atomic bomb, and so it begins. Many news reports have predicted a nuclear arms race based upon the upcoming Iranian ordeal. What we see in the article below may be describing the beginning of a new phase of nuclear weapons proliferation, which could easily spread throughout the region. Saudi Arabia has reached out to its ally Pakistan, and we reported on this um, quite a few months ago, but now it's a done deal. Um, they will acquire the off-the-shelf atomic weapons. I think they are purchasing two of them as the nuclear arms race begins to shape up with Shiite rival Iran. For the Saudis, for the moment, has come, a former U.S. defense official told the U.K. Sunday Times, there has been a long-standing agreement in place with the Pakistanis and the House of Saud has now made a strategic decision to move forward. The anonymous former official said the U.S. did not believe that any actual weaponry had been transferred yet. Um, I think that's a total uh, lie or misconception. Um, they have possession of these, I'm pretty sure. Obviously, I can't prove that because I'm not in that loop, but declared that the Saudi, they mean what they say and they will do what they say. Tensions between Tehran and the kingdom have grown in the past few months as Saudi Arabia stepped up its air campaign against the Houthi rebels in Yemen. King Solomon of Saudi Arabia refused an invitation to attend a landmark summit hosted by U.S. Barack and St. Obama last week amid ongoing angst over U.S.-led nuclear talks with Iran. Incidentally, this is all a part of Bible prophecy as well. This is the build-up to Ezekiel 38 and 39. Whatever weapons are going to be used, especially around uh, Israel, um, well, let me just read you a few scriptures. I mean, let the Word of God speak for Himself. Ezekiel 39, verse 8, Behold, it is come, and it is done, saith the Lord God. This is the day whereof I have spoken, and they that dwell in the cities of Israel shall go forth, and shall set on fire and burn the weapons, both the shield and the bucklers, the bows and the arrows, and the handstaves, and the spears, and they shall burn them with fire seven years. That is very, very... That is a loaded scripture right there, folks. Um, this automatically sets up uh, the false Messiah, the Antichrist to come.
proclaiming peace to the whole earth, um, where, you know, basically he's going to say, look, everybody is uh, putting their weapons into pruning forks, um, and this false peace will arrive, and they're going to burn all of these weapons for seven years, the 70th week of Daniel, verse 10, so that they shall take no wood out of the field, neither cut down any out of the forest, for they shall burn the weapons with fire, and they shall spoil those that spoiled them, and rob those that rob them, saith the Lord God. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will give unto Gog a place there of graves in Israel, the valley of passengers on the east of the sea, and it shall stop the noses of the passengers. And there shall they bury Gog and all his multitude, and they shall call it the valley of Hemongog. This And seven months, verse 12, shall the house of Israel be burying of them, that they may cleanse the land. Now catch this. Yea, all the people of the land shall bury them, and it shall be to them a renown the day that I shall be glorified, saith the Lord God. And they shall sever out men of continual employment, passing through the land to bury with the passengers those that remain on the face of the earth to cleanse it. After the end of the seven months shall they search. Um, these will be specific people carried out to bury the dead. You are not to touch them, but in verse 15 it tells you to put up a sign by the bones that you find and then they will come bury it. That is total um, chemical or biological weaponry there, folks. So whatever is coming with these nuclear discussions with Iran and trying to create a deal, which uh, Barack and St. Obama hosted a whole bunch of uh, Arab leaders at Camp David over the weekend, I believe, and they had meetings and stuff. Um, the idea here is that Iran is out of control. The Arabs know it. Um, they're trying to stop it. I totally understand where they're coming from. But Obama is not making this any better. He doesn't seem to be wanting to stop anything at this point and just create more chaos. Now with Saudi Arabia acquiring atomic weapons, um, the fear is that other Middle East powers are going to have to go nuclear as well, such as Turkey and Egypt may feel compelled to do the same, and we will see a new, even more dangerous arms race. All right, some other news going on in the world. Uh, wars and rumors of wars, folks. Uh, don't be frightful of these things coming upon the face of the earth. Put your faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, because... He has your whole life in his hands. If you let him work in your life, he can do miraculous things. My husband, I just want to make this uh, pretty clear. My husband told me a story the other day that he heard on NPR radio. It was of this, uh, I think it was during one of the wars in Japan and this uh, 
this Japanese man was hiding from some soldiers and he decided to hide into a cave. Uh, this man ended up crying out to the Lord in the cave because he knew the soldiers were coming. And he prayed and prayed and prayed, please God, save me. Please God, don't let them find me. Um, while he was praying, a spider came and started spinning a web going from one side of the cave to the other and making a web in front of the entrance to the cave. The guy asked the Lord, he says, what is the spider going to do? Lord, save me, hide me, keep me safe. And uh, he had to have some faith. The soldiers came by and they glanced upon the entrance of the cave and realized that a spider's web was there so no one could have went through the web, right? Because it takes a while for a spider to make a web. And he was saved. The soldiers went by and uh, he was... <laughs> cool of a story that was. Folks, God can do the most remarkable things with the most simple of his creatures. All things obey the will of the Lord. You just have to get in alignment with the Lord himself in order to be invisible to your enemies. Um, he knows how to handle your enemies better than you ever will. So for those of you who are, who are in these nations who are just it's becoming out of control don't give in to your fear give in to faith faith in God faith in Jesus Christ and his blood that he can save you out of any kind of predicament that you are in the US aiding Americans Canadians to evacuate Burundi the United States on Sunday helped evacuate American, Canada, and other foreign citizens from Burundi, rocketed by weeks of deadly street protests and an, attempt, and an attempted coup. Burundi's streets have been mirrored in violence since the announcement by the president that he would stand for a third term in office. On Wednesday, a group of top generals tried to overthrow him, while he was on a visit to the neighboring Tanzania and where he made his first public appearance since the attempted coup on Sunday. The United States is warning of the volatile situation in the landlocked East African nation and said it had assisted more than two dozen people to leave on planes that departed from neighboring Rwanda. Also, the Burundi protesters launched fresh anti-government demonstrations going on there, resuming weeks of street marches after the failed coup. Also, Singapore is slamming Iran for firing warning shots at a commercial ship. Seems like Iran is not liking any naval ships around them these days. Singapore on Monday condemned Iranian forces for firing warning shots in the Gulf at a commercial ship registered in the Asian city-state calling it a serious violation of international law. The false prophet speaks again, folks. Did the Pope really call a boss an angel of peace? Lost in translation, the news outlets AFP and AP accused of twisting Pope's words to 
attribute admiration to a boss that really may not be there? You're kidding me, right? Why is it that everything that comes out of this man's mouth must be taken back by some well-meaning person after he has already said it? What were some of the false prophet Pope Francis' famous comments here when he first became Pope? Um, what was it that um, anyone who's even an atheist will get to go to heaven? Um, they had to quickly backtrack on those words. Again, we see people always trying to clean up his messes. You know, out of the heart comes <laughs> the truth of that soul. Folks, uh, this is getting pretty interesting. Following a meeting with P.A. Abbas on Saturday, the major English language media outlets, Associated Press, NAFP, reported that Pope Francis called the Palestinian leader an angel of peace. The purported comments were received as something of a coup by PA officials and their supporters, but it appears that they are a result of mistranslation. Oh, really? Uh, maybe they just let a little bit too much of their truth leak out. The false prophet's original remarks appeared in the Latin language uh, newspaper La Stampa, which the English language outlets in question translated as the pontiff calling about Abbas an outright an angel of peace. But doubts were first cast on the accuracy of the translation by Israeli Cool Blog, which pointed out that the Italian was written in an exhortative uh, using the word sia. Several Italian language experts have confirmed that Arutz Shiva, saying that Francis actually told Abbas that he may or could be an angel of peace in an attempt to persuade him to return to the peace talks with Israel. Oh, Daniel 9 and 27 are coming to pass very quickly, folks. Uh, last week, Pope Francis declared he would recognize Palestine. This could be why the Lord wanted um, all of us to take a hiatus last week. Um, I'm not really sure, but if the false prophet is going to back the division of Israel, you know for certain he has not read the Holy Word of God, and he is not standing for Lord Yahweh in heaven. Um, to back up his declaration that he will recognize the division of Israel, which is against the word of God, which he basically just came out and said that Israel, um, Israel's land can be divided when God said himself that if you divide my land, I am going to curse you. I am going to bring judgment upon you. Pope Francis is invoking God's wrath against those who would follow this treacherous ordeal by backing up this declared recognition of a Palestinian state he canonized two Palestinians as saints so Pope Francis false prophet has canonized two nuns from 19th century Ottoman ruled Palestine this is very significant folks 
This is the rise of the caliphate, and he is sponsoring this, folks, in hopes of encouraging Christians across the Middle East who are facing persecutions from Islamic extremists. Now, I don't know how this actually helps Christians in the Middle East by electing people from the Ottoman-ruled Palestine where they actually killed Christians big time. Um, but apparently he thinks that this is going to help that cause. Well, Revelation chapter 20 and 4, those are beheaded. Millions and millions of people will be beheaded for the witness and testimony of Jesus Christ. Do I need to say any more? And our world continues to de-escalate into utter moral crisis. Ireland could be first nation to legalize same-sex marriage by popular vote. Um, an interesting article here about Greece. Once again, Greece seems to have slipped the financial noose. This brinkmanship is no accident. Since coming to power in January, the Greek government um, has believed that the threat of default and thus the financial crisis that might break up the euro provides negotiating leverage to offset Greece's lack of economic and political power. But their calculation is based on a false premise. This is an interesting report only to the fact that this is all, how shall I say this, beating around the bush until the real events transpire, which means they are biding time um, so that they can form their BRICS nation and start providing their economies with their own legal tender. This is coming, folks. A quick article you can read for yourself. Chinese firm has revealed the world's first 3D printed five-story apartment building. You can find that article in these links at hummingbird027.com when the video has been uploaded. The billionaire CEO of Continental Resources told a dean at the University of Oklahoma that he wanted earthquake researchers fired in one of the most transparently oligarchic tactics we have seen yet during this recovery, quote-unquote, oil tycoon Harold Hamm demanded certain scientists be dismissed following their findings that fracking wastewater disposal was the call of the spike in Oklahoma's earthquakes. Well, we have been saying this on this channel for a very long time, even Dutch since on his channel has pointed this out for years now. Despite his protestations recently that I don't try to push anyone around, as the following email obtained by Bloomberg exposes Mr. Ham is very upset at some of the earthquake reporting to the point that he would like to see select OGS staff dismissed. Folks, this man is so angry about his kingdom crumbling right now that if he could get away with murder, I bet you some of these geologists would be swimming with the fishes, so to speak. Yeah, it's pretty bad, folks. I had to throw this article in today just for the 
pure adulteration of the human species um, and how the UN is anti-human. Um, I don't know how else to express this on this channel. The UN wants people dead and they will do anything and everything it takes to kill off as many people as possible. Um, obviously, they're just the front runners for the Luciferians, but have no doubt what the true agenda is here is to destroy the human race um, as much as possible. This article is entirely provocative. The total number of living humans on the earth is now greater than 7 billion. As Max Roser notes, this large world population size is only a very recent development. As around just 200 years ago, the world population was less than a billion. That's, you know, within 200 years, a 6 billion people explosion. Since the 18th century, Roser continues, the world population has seen a rapid increase between 1900 and 2000. The increase in world population was three times as great as the increase during the entire previous history of humankind. In just a hundred years, the world population has increased from 1.5 to 6.1 billion. He concludes this development is now coming to an end, and we will not experience a similarly rapid increase in population growth over the course of this century. World history can be divided into three periods of distinct trends in population growth. Um, as you can see, the first trend here is pre-modern age, slow growth. Then the second period begins the onset of modern, which is lasting until 1962. That was about right here um, with an increased rate of growth. Now that period is over and the third part of the story has begun and the population growth is falling and will continue to fall which will basically lead to the end of growth before the end of the century isn't that interesting while the United Nations sees world population continuing to rise until 2100 some such as the Deutsches Sanjev Sanyal believe world population will peak at around 8.7 billion people by 2055 and then decline to 8 billion by 2100. So the UN keeps telling everybody, fear-mongering the whole world and all the nations, um, that there will be too much population growth, uh, we won't be able to take care of everybody, so let's start our euthanization program now such as birth control, abortion, all of this. Um, some people are seeing it that this is a bad thing, that there is going to be too little growth of human beings in the world. I think this article is extremely interesting because if you look at the demographic changes, the revision to Japan's total fertility rates, and the forecast there, look at the ginormous decrease um, just within the last 10 years alone, I mean, it was spiked, and then now it's just going out 
and leveling off. So look at how much it took to get to leveling off. That is, um, I don't even know what to say, folks. If the world would to follow a chart like this, it sure would go right in tune with the Georgia Guidestones, keeping the world population to under 500 million. I think that's the goal here, folks. And get it done any way they can. Two months ago, legendary trader and investor Paul Tudor Jones, when observing the growing chasm between the 1% and the rest of America, and between the U.S. and the rest of the world, said that the gap cannot and will not persist, and ominously added that historically these kind of gaps get closed in one of three ways, by revolution, higher taxes, or wars. And while the U.S. government is doing its best to push both war and higher tax mandates, it is revolution that nobody is expecting. And everyone is shocked when it happens, despite what is clearly an unprecedented level of class, wealth, religious, education, age, gender, and after a quick stroll through St. Louis or Baltimore, racial division. It is therefore appropriate that the following documentary Reminder of what happens when classes divides and they get too wide. In this case, captured by the French Revolution, carries the following words of caution. No one could have foreseen the turbulent times ahead on one spring day in 1770. The shadow of Versailles is packed to its gilded rafters with the glittering crowds of the royal court replaces Versailles within modern-day Monte Carlo, New York, or St. Bart's, and the crowds of the royal courts with the .001%, and one can see easily why nobody can foresee that which, in retrospect, will have been all too obvious, only not 250.